when they make a representation to you that they're going to do something and they know full well they can't do it anyway. Speaking of Howard Stern, yeah, you've been following all the things that are going on with this with this lawsuit. The lawsuit is absurd, okay? Yeah. CBS knew full well what he was doing on the air, and they had a, the opportunity to pull him off the air any time they wanted to. But like I said the other day, they wanted to squeeze every last dime out of that sponge yep. before he was gone. That's all. Yeah. This is just petulance, man. They, have, they haven't got a Chinaman's chance. I, I haven't read uh, or heard from anybody who believes they got a chance of winning that suit. Nobody. Yeah. I don't understand why it even goes. Well, I guess they can afford it, but still. Why, why bother no, the reason, the no reason money. being that they're losing their ass now on all the CBS-owned and operated stations that carried his show. Their, their numbers are in the toilet now, and the revenue is way down. Maybe they're using our sales department on the side. And uh, they're losing their ass. And so they're PO'd. Now they're going to like, uh, wow, we're going to get you, you know, which they're not. So you said your erstwhile attorney. Yeah. We need... Yeah, she's on the phone right now with Joyce. Oh. He said, hey, Norma, you fairy. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, it, it's just pathetic. I, I just, I think I might just play music today, you know? I just, I don't, you can't even get a simple answer, uh, to, you know, and, and when you told me that thing yesterday about the, the Herald. Yeah, I, I, that, I think that's resolved. Is it really? Yeah. That was, uh, that came from the old sales manager. All right, one. I know that. From the previous regime. Yeah. Thought they might be an advertiser. So you see, these people are making up as they go along. You know, in other words, we don't we don't know what the guidelines are. We don't know what we can say. Now you don't have to worry about playing comedy bits or stuff like that, like we do. But we don't even know what the guidelines are anymore, and they won't tell us. We got Clarence now, who just arbitrarily is making decisions based on what I have no idea. It must be his vast years of experience in talk radio. Pathetic. Trends today, eleven thirty. Yeah. Ordinarily, I haven't been doing the trends lately too much because it's not, you know, not so significant. But we'll do it today anyway. It'll kill some good time. As opposing to what do you kill think? Joyce, kill Joyce. I'd rather kill Joyce than kill time. But what do you think will happen today with the trend? Uh, you're asking me. Pretty. I don't think much is going to happen because we got to wait till next month till November drops off of there. That hurricane month. Yeah. Where everybody was in the tank. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, the guys across the street are waiting for November to drop off. They were like off the air that month. Right, Joel? Am I right? Uh-huh. Yeah, they're waiting. <laughs> well, no, that's true. I mean, yeah. they had, I mean, who the hell was going to turn them on during the hurricane? Which they were even off the air, I think, one or two days. Well, I had a nice afternoon at the ballpark yesterday. Well, that's good. I had a nice uh, afternoon early evening at, at Woodbine, turned out. How'd you do? I was losing my ass, and then I made most of it back at the end. My machine went crazy at the end, and uh, I did okay. Ran out of there. The only, the only negative thing, my experience, you know, I always put a bunch of Rolaids in my jacket pocket when I go there because I keep drinking those Diet Cokes, you know, all day they give you. And it gives me agita, indigestion. So I pop a Rolaids every now and then. So one, one time, about 6 o'clock, I get up from my machine. I put the cup on a chair. I ask the person, watch my, I'm going to go take a leak. I'm sorry, Joyce, take a And uh, I pop a Rolaids in my mouth, and I go to chew down on it, and I bit my tongue. Man, I'm going to tell you, in my Ooh. life, I have... I have never in my life bit my tongue that bad. I mean, just there was a big purple lump on there. It looked like, uh, I don't know, looked like, like uh, those old uh, chewing gum things we used to chew. You know, the ones you get out of the, the little glass. Uh, the grape gum? Yeah, like that. that. That's exactly what it looked like. My favorite flavor, by the way, but not what I had in mind. Yeah. Now, mirac miraculously, it's like, uh, it's like all smooth and almost completely gone now. Tongue heals up fast. 
I don't know why that is, but I don't know. But I, I, I felt like I was eating a deli sandwich with tongue. Which, oh man, how does anybody eat that? Have I, you ever eaten tongue? I can't look at it. Oh, it's, it's like head cheese. Like head cheese. It's disgusting. Like uh, Joe Bell, the head cheese. I have never eaten a tongue sandwich. Yeah, and me either. And I wouldn't go near it. I wouldn't even sniff it. No. So anyway, we'll find out what Joyce has to say today. But a beep, but a boop, but a bop. While my erstwhile lady attorney, Miss Kent, is on the phone. Well, I don't know. I don't seem too optimistic. And I'm talking to Joyce. And I mean, yeah. You couldn't resolve a bad bout of diarrhea, Norma. Does that make it graphic enough? <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing because it is pathetic. It, it is pathetic. I mean, what what have we? The, the obvious question is, what is it that we've done? to deserve being treated like garbage, like subhuman garbage, you know? And the new guy, like I said, he's a glad-hander. He walks around, hey, patting everybody on the back, roly-poly, he's a good guy. But he is clueless, man. He is clueless. Clueless. And that's why he was supposed to talk to Norma this morning, but instead Norma's talking to Joyce because she's the one that's really running the radio station. Uh, hey, what hand do I wipe with? Oh, you have to call up Joyce. She's the one making corporate decisions on matters like that. We'll have to talk to Joyce. And, of course, in case the audience would be interested in knowing, and I'm sure they would because they love this stuff, there, there is nobody who could, well, I think my audience knows that already, there's nobody who could possibly worse than running the joint than her. Because no matter what it is, uh, well, can we play this one joint? No. Can we do it? No. Can we say it? No. We didn't even get the no. question out of your mouth. No, 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 That's no, it. No. Yeah, no. I think she's got a limited vocabulary, but her favorite word is... No! That's it. No. No, it rhymes with Mo. In fact, you know something? I'd rather bring him back and get rid of her ass. Not even close. Not even a contest. At least he was good for a few yucks. Absolutely. Ain't nothing funny about that bitch. Joyce Fitch rhymes with bitch. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. We're on your time now. It's okay. You see, this this bit, this comedy bit that your program director, your erstwhile uh, former uh, protege that he censored, which is not a big deal one way or the other, it happened to be about the Beasleys. It's called Measly Apology. And we still don't have an answer as to why it was over the line. The reason it was over the line, it had nothing to do with sexual uh, connotation. It had to do with the fact it was about the Beasleys. And about how Clarence is so terrified now, he's, he's, bring, he's bringing in cartons of the pens. June Allison is standing at his office door now, chained his underwear every like 15 minutes, peeing in his pants. This is the Neil Rogers Show on Sports Radio 560 yeah, that's right. AM. Hey, listen, I, don't bother me. Like I told you, I don't do suspensions, okay? I'm, I'm saying what, exactly what I'm thinking. It could be a long four hours today. We ain't got no ball game like we did yesterday. And that was the only thing saving grace yesterday. We had that ball game. You ask these people a simple question, what are the guidelines? Where do we draw the line? Who's making? Who's calling the shots? Why don't we discuss these things? And here Joyce is on the phone with my attorney. You know, that, that's an answer. That's the response. And you're talking about my 30th anniversary? What a joke. <laughs> what, a, what a laugh. It's like the old Geldy slap in the face. Like that again. Oh, yeah. Here you go. Happy anniversary. And by the way, uh, bend over. Oof. Bad. Really bad. Bad timing. Nice going, Joe Bell. You're doing it, baby. You're on top of it. But he's still getting his feet wet, you know. He's still getting the lay of the land. Well, he's been here almost a month. Been here almost two months. Has it been that long? Yeah, it sure has. Oh. oh, time goes by. Yeah, it sure does. When you're having fun, it's the third of March. It's the Ides of March coming, baby. I just wonder when they're going to start selling things here. 
Well, your new sales manager, see, there's always, well, this is coming and that's coming. And we, this new sales manager won't even show up until Monday, see. The guy's coming from the Carolinas, wherever right. it is. And I don't know about you, but I'm not getting any new copy. I'm not getting nothing. I haven't gotten anything either. No, nothing. Or not, not, well, no, I take that back. Duff got me a new copy for our friend John Baker. That's it. That's a medley of our new copy. Duff gets it done over there. Duff is good. They should make mm-hmm. Duff the sales yeah. manager. No, they should make Duff the program director is what they should do. Then who is the sales man? See, when Duff was the uh, whatever the hell his titles kept changing, but when he was demoted the first time, even then still we would listen to the book of Brian Bits, and he would like, if he had a question, we'd listen to it together and debate, you know, back and forth. Uh, is this over the line? Does it need to be redone? Should we just skip it off? You know, like, like uh, adults. Like adults. But now we got your erstwhile junior program director who keeps disappearing two, three days at a time to go to basketball games. And it's, uh, well, uh, he just decided, and uh, if you don't agree with me, call Joe Bell, and Joe will tell you, you know, and of course... Joe really has got great expertise in deciding about these things. That's why Joyce is on the phone now with Norm Kent. See, I don't, I don't think I should even be here right now under these circumstances. I think I should be in bed. Well, I'm going to listen to see what, uh, how this all plays out. Are you really? Well, what do you mean how it plays out? What's going to play? What is going to play out? Well, what the con- well, I want to hear about the conversation. Well, how am I going to know about that? I'm on the air here now. He says to me, oh, I'll call you during a break. I'm on the phone with Joyce now. I've got to run over. He's going to call me during a break. My telephone is in the other room. What am I going to do? Have a phone in here while I'm on the air doing a radio show? I don't know about you, but the breaks aren't long enough on this show. <laughs> Good point. You can't get a Good sentence point. out. Excellent point. we got one break in the second hour. That's like three minutes of trade-outs. And all the, you have all these new salespeople running around here. Really? Yeah. Well, I probably don't even know who most of them are at this point or you, care. Cause you met like a, like, you like a Like a dreidel, like a top when you're in school, all you people, even the goyim, they spun a top when you're like in kindergarten, first grade, and the little top spins around. That's how the door is down there at the sales department, just spinning around and coming in and going out. Oh, yeah. You got to admit it makes a really good drama for the audience, but uh, for me, it's not uh, not my idea the way I wanted to celebrate 30 years on the air of having to make a big sim, not being able to get like a simple answer from somebody. And of course, you can't get an answer from somebody who doesn't have, who doesn't know the doesn't know the answer to the question. Well, I think I'll start the weekend. Like if I asked you about Gary Cohen again, you'd say who? <laughs> That's why I stopped asking. What about Gary Cohen? Yeah. What about him? <laughs> you wouldn't know Gary Cohen from Muddy Cohen, okay? Just cut the crap. I've met Barry Cohen. Yeah, Bear. Oh, now it's Barry Cohen. I see. Yeah, <laughs> Barry Cohen. You met you met a lot of Cohens. I'm sure of that. Yeah, including Ice Cream Cohen. That's probably your favorite. Steve Cohen. Oh yeah. We Steve went through Cohen this. We Joey did this Carr. the other day. Oh, we're not going to do the Joey Carr thing again, are we? Dining and dancing. We're not going to do that. No, please. Definitely not. Joey Carr and his brother Steve Cohen. Hey, uh, Joey, how come your brother's last name is Cohen and your name is Carr? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Interesting question. Is he still alive, by the way, Joey Carr? No, I don't think so. I sure hope not. He was not a pleasant guy. I didn't like him at all. How unusual, Neil. You don't like anybody. <laughs> I, I told you. No, no. I told you about the, the one of the great scenes I've ever witnessed was uh, when... He and Russ Oasis got into a fight at a media party. Really? Oh, yeah. You I never like told a, you that a, a story? Fight? No, I never heard oh, that. Oh, they went at it. Really? 
Joey Carr accused him of stealing clients from him. Good. Nice going, Ryan. The next thing you knew, they were throwing hands. Huh. Yeah. I'll be damned. It was one of the uh, fall preview parties that one of the television stations had. Hmm. I wonder if Jicka was at that. There they were slugging it out. Excellent. Who won the fight? It, got, it was broken up pretty quickly, but oh. I, I don't think uh, Joey would have won if it had gone on very No, far. I don't think so. Not a decrepit old Jew like him. I mean, uh, <laughs> Carr. Carr, not Cohen. Carr. Yeah. Whatever happened to the guy? I bet you he died, too. The guy used to do the dog racing show without teeth on, on that, uh, whatever that channel was. Back tw channel 23 before it became a no-speaking English. What that was his name? Jicka used to do that show. And then there was that other guy. In fact, in fact Larry King. Sam, uh, Sam Geisen. Geisen, very good. What a memory. Yeah. He's the only guy that in the history of broadcasting ever did a show with no teeth in. I... Yeah, that's, that's a true story. He used to do the dog racing show on TV, and I, I would swear that he was gumming the words. He had no teeth in his mouth. I'll have to ask Ken about that. in a glass. Ken can tell you. It's a true story. Ken's in the next room. I guarantee you, Sam Geisen, uh, ain't, he sleeps with the doggies. I mean, the fishes. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, long gone. He was 100 years old when he was on TV, and that was 30 years ago. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. What stories, huh? Any, anything anything is a diversion is good today other than Joyce. I'm so I'm so depressed. I'm ready to jump out. It's a beautiful sunny day. I'm ready to hop out on the balcony and just jump. Just do a, just do a swan dive. Don't want to hurt anybody down there on the street, but uh, how's it going, eh? Is there snow out there? Anything no, soft way to land there on? There is no snow. No, there's just uh, there isn't a drop of snow. It's sunny. There's not a cloud in the sky. It's mighty cold, but it's uh, it's in the twenties. But it's beautiful. Life could be beautiful except for that place. Well, I've got some uh, friends coming in from out of town for the Fountain of Youth tomorrow. Oh, it's tomorrow. Yeah. So, you know what? Oh, I'll... and I know what I wanted. Oh my God. Boog Shambi is going to do for ESPN the Tokyo World Baseball Classic games. Instead of sending him to Tokyo, they're, he's going to do the games from their studio in Bristol, Connecticut. Yeah. Well, what kind of a cheap-ass deal is that? They've done that before with that soccer. That is so lame. He's going to do the game off a monitor. That's really pathetic. They've done that with... They used to do that with international soccer. They used to do it yeah, out of a studio this isn't soccer. This is baseball, man. This is something that somebody in America cares about. I'm sure there are a lot of people watching the Taiwan-Japan game today. That for damn sure. In fact, what is that on now? Uh, i got to no, go. No, the Chinese-Japan game is over. Oh. But the Taiwan game... Uh, may cut into your audience. I think it starts in a couple of hours. Good. Well, People I will be riveted to, to that. i got to get ready to go watch it. Yeah. And Orlando Alzaquiri. Rock solid. Appreciates new QAM general manager Joe Bell covering his travel costs to this week's NFL Combine after he paid out of his pocket the previous three years. Writes the very jackass in the uh, fish wrapper. How do you like that? Did you see that? I did. Yeah. That Joe Bell, man. What a guy. Huh? He's taking care of the important stuff. That's good. Take good care of uh, the big O, man. Rock solid. He's the anchor of the station. What are you chuckling about? This is so absurd. All it is. It is. Happy anniversary. And by the way, where can we stick this foot? In fact, we got a couple of feet we'd like to stick in there. And here it is. It's 12 minutes after 10, and we still don't have an answer from Clarence, your erstwhile uh, protege. And I'm going to blame you for part of it. We still don't have an answer from him as to what's wrong with that bit. Still have no, uh, no explanation. And, of course, we, who the hell am I to be entitled to an explanation? He's the dictator now. He's the new dictator by way of Joyce. I mean, he's just a puppet. She, she flips the arms and, you know, like, like a marionette. She pulls all the strings. 
So congratulations. We're now working. And you remember all that stuff they tried to get us to sign? Yeah. This, this is their way of doing it. They're coming in the back door now. We're going to manipulate you, and we're going to clamp down on you guys, and we're going to, you know, well, whatever. Good luck to you. I always wanted to go back and be a DJ again, you know, play music. <laughs> I don't know what you're laughing about. What, what, what would be wrong with that? I'm laughing at you. They can't, they can't <laughs> force me to talk. If I want to play music, I'll play freaking music for four hours every day. I'll play ch a Chinese mazurkas if they want to diddle around with me, okay? You'll they probably don't, have good taste. They don't want to treat people like human beings. They want to manipulate. They want to be the big butch boss. They want to tell us we can do this. We can't, you know, we can't do that. Why wouldn't they have started this back before they decided to put Pharrell and Stern on here? Before they jeopardized the license? Joyce, you and I are not the ones that put their license at risk. Joyce. Anyway, I'm past the first break already. We do have a few spots. Not a whole lot. But you just wait and see, man. When that new sales manager comes in on Monday, it's going to be oh! ass-kicking time, baby. You believe me? We'll be all spots again. There you go. All spots radio. Could be. Well, that's, that's okay. It'll kill a lot of good time that way anyway. Yes. That's what I'm for. Well, listen, have a great weekend. Are you yeah. going to be doing the uh, broadcast? No, I'm, uh, no we don't have that. ABC doesn't have the Fountain of Youth. NBC has it, I think. Oh, I don't even NBC. know if it's on. I, that may not be on. My uh, my first broadcast is March 24th. NBC, not that uh, Tom. What's the guy with the white hair? Okay, I Hammond. Uh, Hammond. I don't like him. I know he had uh, some kind of a heart problem or something. I shouldn't pick on him, but I don't like him at all. See, you don't like anybody. I like, uh, you know, Al Michaels. I like him. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you do. No, I mean Al Michaels. Huh? I like Al Michaels. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. I do not like Tom Hammond. He's very, uh... Remember, remember a guy named Jim Simpson years ago? Of course. And then there was, uh, Fleming. Bill Fleming? Yes. He worked for ABC. always had these kind of like, uh, they did golf, they did basketball, they did baseball. They're like, kind of like jack-of-all-trades kind of guys, you know. Yeah. That's what Tom Hammond is on NBC, you know. Yeah, they thought they, there was some talk that he was going to be the Sunday night voice when they got primetime football. There was never oh never a oh chance of that goodness. happening. Never. That would have been embarrassing. That would have been worse than Jimmy Syphilis doing the Dolphin game. They would they would have put Chris Collinsworth in there. would never done oh, play play Chris before, Collinsworth. Before oh. they would have done that. Man, I'm starting to get the chills and sweats now. Well, listen, have a great weekend and don't lose too much. Spread it out. When in doubt, spread it out. I'm with you. As Derek says, step right up. Don't be afraid. Send it in. Well, you have a better day. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good, man. It's going to be great. Just, uh, In fact, maybe we can get Joyce on here on a conference call. See you Monday. All right. Be well. Because of restrictions by Major League Baseball, we cannot stream Florida Marlins baseball here online at WQAM. On the next Oprah, you'll be shocked. You'll be amazed. You'll be talking about it for the next however long until she shocks you again. Oprah makes your wildest dreams come true today. Everyone in the studio audience, all 276 members, get a brand new liver. Everybody gets a liver! Everybody gets a liver! Then, tomorrow, all 276 studio audience members get a brand new uvula. The next day, all 276 members of the studio audience get a three-foot helper monkey. Everybody gets a three-foot helper monkey. Everybody gets a three-foot helper monkey. The next day, all 276 audience members get a new prosthetic arm. Everybody gets a prosthetic arm. Everybody gets a prosthetic arm.
great stuff she didn't have to pay for, even though she could easily afford to. And next season, everybody in the studio audience gets Stedman. <laughs> No, you keep money. 10.17 already. Look at that. Time is flying. We better get with it. Find the hunter. I mistook him for a flying bird. That is not an admission of guilt, mind you. I shot a hunter. And for 24 hours, I didn't say a word. You see, Scooter Libby had a lot of my press releases, but uh, that's a different story. I tried to keep this thing all hush-hush. Now, everyone's aware of it, with the exception of President Bush. They say my hunting license wasn't up to date, and my aim isn't all that great. I was never in the Army, so as a result, I was never trained to shoot that straight. So I say, this is a catchy tune, or is this some kind of calypso? Scooter would know. I shot a hunter. But the CIA reported at the time that he was, in fact, a quail. And if the CIA says it, it's good enough for Dick Cheney. I shot a hunter. But that in no way indicates that our intelligence has failed. I prefer to think of it this way. The man's face was liberated from the oppressive regime of his skull. And America is safer because of it. That is all. Dismissed. I want to blow out my... Oh, my God. 1022 at 560 WQM. The van is going to be out. In fact, we got two hits today. How do you like that? There's one. There's another one. Joyce is both, by the way. Boy, I'd like to blow her brains out. Let's see. Noon to 2, we got the, the QM panel be at the Shell gas station on Sheridan Street, just west of I-95. They'll also have a map taking you to a George's house in that neck of the woods. That's right. Not too far away. George will have like a nice stop spread for you. Have a drive through yes. Give everybody a big fat one. Uh-huh. Uh, the van will be at the Shell gas station on Sheridan Street, just west of I-95, between noon and 2, with our um, about 30, about 30 man. TVs and commemorative T-shirts. 20 bucks a piece to benefit a band of pet rescue. We did 800 bucks yesterday, which isn't that bad for a horrible location. 2800 we got, plus whatever's going online, which we'll find out in a matter of days. And that's a pretty good start. Wouldn't you agree? That is a good start. Especially under the circumstances. Correct. With this dark cloud hanging over this show and this radio station in our lives, it's uh, really sad. On All Joyce Radio, I think that we get some new jingles, All Joyce Radio. We're you know, just going to say Joyce for every word, right? Joyce, Joyce, right. Joyce, Joyce, Joyce. 4 to 6 p.m., CDs and T-shirts available with the big O. Rock solid. For the grand opening of Sports Clips, 8763 Sterling Road in Cooper City. That's between 4 and 6 this afternoon. Go by and see the big rock solid. And tell them, hey, congratulations, that Joe Bell is picking up the tap for you to go to that NFL Combine, whatever that is. Sure that Josh could tell us what the NFL Combine is. We do this I think every it's, year. Uh, got to do with farm equipment. Is that what it is? You still don't know? Bowling for Combine. I saw that. That's it. What, what do you mean? I still don't know. I don't know and I don't care. How's that? What is it? Uh, long story short, it's a bunch of tests they give the rookies to see how they do. Oh my God! And the big O rocks goes out to that. Oh yeah. Does he do like every three hours with the guys or what? That is really exciting. I'd feel that I was like a really, uh, I had really accomplished my goal in life if I was attending the NFL Combine every year. Anyway, Mike Spindell, haven't heard from little Mike. Let's do some trivia, Mike. Come on. Let's go back to the old days at INZ and KAT. Let's do some trivia. Let's get Bob and Barbara Martin on here with Craig Worthing and do some trivia, Mike. Mike says, the best of luck in the next 30 years in the business, broadcast, podcast, pop-up toasters, etc. Best of luck. You soar while there's merely waddle. Congratulations. Well, I waddle a little bit. 
Well, thanks, Mike. That's a nice, nice gesture. At a very difficult time for all of us here on All Joyce Radio. I, I don't know who I'm more disgusted with. Uh, let's see. you got Joe Bell and Joyce and uh, Norma Kent. And, of course, Clarence goes without saying. That's small potatoes. Here's a fax from Maryland who says, Good Housekeeping magazine had a poll on male body wash, and the winner out of 27 brands was Adidas Adrenaline. Now, I just went in. I do have one uh, Adidas in there, but it's yeah. not the one. I got a couple of acts in there if you want to ask me about it. And then I got, like I told you, Spring Splash, man, a green uh, bottle, the new Zest one. That is a manly smell. Oh, God, you'll smell like Hercules with that, but it's really good stuff. Oh, I have all those. Now, I got all the zest ones. I got the uh, pink one, oh, sorry, and I got the uh, blue one, and I think there's, and the yellow one. The yellow one's pretty good, too. But the green one, the spring splash, you'll feel like you're ready to take on the world. I don't know what you're laughing about. It's good stuff. No, it's uh, invigorating, man. It's good stuff. And you don't smell like that when you're done with it. I mean, you know, like Josh in the beginning. Oh, gee, I don't want to smell like lilacs. Yeah, trust me. That know. was never uh, coming out of my mouth, but okay. What? <laughs> Body wash was never coming out of your mouth? No. I was supposed to drink it. I know. That's what Duff said. There were, the smell was never in question. Yeah. My what first experience was I just felt really slimy. Yeah, the texture. Of the, well, that's because you were using it. a bad wash. You're right. You know, you're supposed to use one that what Now, I know what you're talking about because there are some of them that, like, the consistency, they come out of the... You squeeze yeah. it out of the bottle, it's like blobs, you like know, and it falls on the floor of the shower. You know? Yeah, exactly. You think it's body wash, but it's not. Oh, God. I'm trying to think of which ones were like that. There were a couple of brands. Like, oh, fat. Man. Like globs of stuff. And then you try to smear it on you, and it just slides out of the uh, shower floor down the drain, which is good for them, of course, because you're using, like, tons of it. You know, you could you use the whole bottle for one shower uh-huh. to try to smear any on you. Hey, by the way, smear this, Joyce, okay, you Rectum. idiot. No, I, I, seriously, I want the world to know. I want, of course, if anybody wrote about radio in this market, it would be revolutionary, but they don't. But it's quite it's scandalous that we have Joyce Fitch, who is eminently unqualified. She's a medical uh, issues attorney from uh, Virginia or Maryland, somewhere up in that neck of the woods. She has no background in broadcasting. She has helped to conspire to put us in a position where, you know, we're broadcasting like pirate radio with no license that's in limbo because of the decisions on Pharrell and certainly the one on Stern, which was just unbelievably ill-timed. And, uh, and here she's sitting back there making decisions what we can say on the air, like she knows something about it. And Clarence is, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, whatever you say, ma'am. Oh, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, master, you know. So we don't have anybody on our side. And, of course, Joe, he's waddling around, hey, ha, 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 hey, everybody, <laughs> let me get my feet wet. It's the wet foot, dry foot policy at QAM, you know. When is he going to get at least one foot dry already, you know? Or is it the other way around? When is he going to get one foot wet? I'm not really sure which it is. At least get one foot on pure chroma, Please. But that's really something that you have your agent is supposed to be calling uh, the general manager to discussion, which isn't really that much of a major issue, but it's a bone of contention, something that needs, should be ironed out. And he's on the phone with a corporate attorney this morning who's running the radio station. She's calling all the shots. We got face people, man. They're calling all the shots in Naples, and that's because they're such great broadcasters. That's because they really know they're crap. I should play that bit, you know? And, and I, st- I still don't even know if I can play the one that I put together, you know, the one, the censored one that I clipped. Uh, oh, certainly not. not. No? Well, I don't know. Based on what? It's there's nothing dirty in that one. Oh, because well, it's about the, dirty the other one. See, that, that's the real reason that we don't want to play that bit is because it's called Measly Apology and it's about the Beasleys and it mentions Carolyn, you know. I still think she'd look good with that red, red rubber ball in her mouth. Remember that song by The Circle? 
Coming right up. Who should be the Democratic Party's presidential candidate in 2008? We asked yesterday. 1,750 votes. Not too bad. Howard Dean, 392. Now we're talking. Now we're screaming. Okay, that's exactly right. I was going to say it myself. 392 for Howie. It makes no difference, 350. And, of course, that can be for a variety of reasons. And they're probably right. Hillary Clinton, 271. Columbia Records, The Circle, and Red River Ball. I would say 1968, 69, thereabouts. I just noticed how they, uh, they, how they spell circle. C-Y-R-K-L-E. Yeah. I played that. I was a disc jockey back then in Kalamazoo. Hillary Clinton, 271. Al Gore, 144. Barack Obama, 132. Wesley, I say he's good for VP, man. Because America's not mm-hmm. ready for a black president, but he'd be uh, real good, strong for the VP. Yes, he would. Wesley Clark, 103, eats a hell of a deli sandwich. He might even want to eat a little chunk of my tongue that I chewed last night. John Edwards, 87. Joe Biden, 83. I don't care, 72. Well, that's great. That's great. I don't care, 72. Well, your mama, okay? I hate this poll, 49. I don't mind that. Mark Warner, 39, the outgoing governor of uh, Virginia, who's being touted uh, for whatever reason because nobody ever heard of him. And in last place, suck and wind, man, way behind the rest of the field, in dead last, John Kerry with only 28 votes. Nobody wants Herman Munster for president. And you wonder how they were to fix that last one so easily? No, I don't want It's a death wish. It's that Democratic death wish. Maybe we can bring back Michael Dukakis. Huh? What do you say? (laughs) Or Walter Mondale, who couldn't get elected to the Senate in Minnesota against the unctuous Norm Coleman, who used to be Norma Kent's roommate. 10.30 already. Boy, we're getting way behind. What time's that ball game on? The Emerald Coast is Florida's number one Asian gourmet buffet. Is ready. Hey, Jennings, what a life. Oh, I mean, tremendous. So it calls Dosilla, Georgia. Hello. Hi there. Hi. First of all, Larry, I want to thank you for channeling Mr. Jennings from Beyond the Grave for us. Okay. Peter, how are things in hell? Well, it's hard. I never thought it was going to be anything but hard. So I guess now you're really a smoker, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it goes with the territory. It goes with the territory. Ocala, Florida, for Peter Jennings. Hello. Hey, Peter. Do you know any dead celebrity joke? No, ma'am, and if I did, I wouldn't say so. <laughs> um, Baldwin City, Kansas. Hello. Uh, yeah, Peter, are the rumors true? Is hell really a couple degrees cooler than the center of a McDonald's apple pie? I think the answer is yes. But you've asked a question that a lot of people in the country are going to ask today. Somerset, Kentucky, for Peter Jennings. Hello. Hi, gentlemen. Hi. Hello, ma'am. Mr. Jennings. Is there Celine Dion music in hell? Yes, and it just happens. It goes on and on and on for hour and hour and hour after end. Oh, my. I think that would make my ears bleed. Oh, many do indeed. One more call. We have a minute left. Downers Grove, Illinois. Hello. Mr. Jennings, what would you like for Christmas? Uh, Saddam Hussein. Oh, so Saddam's on your wish list. Yes, as, as is George Bush. George Bush is also... Peter player. Jennings. Yeah, thank you as always, Peter. Thanks, Larry. It's really nice to see you. Oh, speaking of hell, there's Rick Sanchez on CNN, and he's uh, doing, they're doing a piece here on police chases. So if there's anybody that... Uh, they got the right guy there, man. If it bleeds, it leads, and it's... Uh, oh, maybe he'll run into somebody again. I guess they don't realize that he's not safe behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's out there on, like, that demolition course. You know, he's on that, uh, whatever they call that thing. Obstacle course? Obstacle course, yeah. Oh, the obstacles, that guy standing in front of the stadium. Damn it, he's still dead. Steve in Nashville says, is there a Marlins game today? No. No. At least not on the air, anyway. The reason I ask is on the Internet, when you go to a break, the recording of someone saying, for contractual reasons, the Marlins game cannot be streamed on the Internet. What's up with that freaking QAM? He says, that's a good question, Steve. I'll ask Joyce. Love you, man. Can't wait for my... About 30, man. Uh, CD to arrive. Have a great weekend. You too, Steve in Nashville. We've got some good news, finally. Some great news. Oh, 
Thanks to Miguel. Thank you, Miguel. Fifty-nine hundred and sixty wow. bucks online. I just got an email. I thought for sure the email was from that erstwhile a lady Norma <laughs> Kent, but it's not. What? Wouldn't you have thought? I would have thought. Did I get a heads up, or in his case, a heads down? I think is what Norma's familiar with, or maybe heads up and heads down. So how about 50, that total? Fifty-nine sixty online. So our total, including yesterday and the day before, twenty-eight hundred is eighty-seven hundred bucks. So we got the five grand to send back to the Beasleys. Stuff it, Joyce. Okay, stuff it where the moon don't shine. And we still got thirty-seven hundred left over to get started with for abandoned pet rescue. And that's just in a couple of days. That's good. Aren't you impressed? I am impressed. He came I'm, in here to tell me the total, and we were playing I'm the uh, shocked by that guessing game, and, and I kept guessing wrong. Online. Well, that's because a lot of people they don't want to schlep to all these different places, and they can sit there right on their ass and order it online, the T-shirt and the CD, or both, uh, either one, whatever. There he is again. Watch on a monitor. Blah, 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 blah. There's Ricky Dickie Sads, uh, spastic as ever, man. Oh, don't run him over now. That would be really bad. By the way, that the Marlins do have a game today. I beg your pardon? The Marlins do have a game today. I said not on the year. I okay. said that I kind of like covered my ass there a little bit because I don't know what the schedule is, nor could I care less about these exhibitionist baseball games. In fact, what time is their game today? A 105, so you wish they, they We're did. not carrying it? Come on now, not. man. Come on. The Marlin fans want to catch a little break here. How did they do yesterday? How did that game turn out? They won 6-4. to all right. See, the Marlins, undefeated Marlins are playing, and we're not carrying it. What kind of a station, What kind of a flagship station are we, anyway? We have Curtis, two to four. That's always good to see. He's a good man. Does actually a good show and can speak the language. English. Mad Dog at Bonefish Max, four to six thirty. Panthers preview. Now, those Panthers, they should have saved a couple of those goals from uh, Tampa when they went eight to two because they didn't get none last night against those frogs from Montreal. They got shut out one nothing. So they're playing at Carolina tonight. That could be really tough. Hurricanes are the best team in the league for my money. Even better than Ottawa. Panthers at Carolina, the pregame at 6.30, game at 7 o'clock with Eddie K. following the game. That's our award-winning lineup. No Marlins broadcast today, and we apologize for that. Here's our poll today. I still can't get over that. Almost six grand online. That's a pretty good sign. And those numbers coming out at 11.30, we got the trends, which I lied when I said we weren't going to spend any time on the trends anymore because it's only once uh, out of, one out of three months. I lied about it. Well, I changed yeah. my mind. Well, we're interested in it. No, not, it's not that. It's just that it'll kill a lot of good time, and I'm in such oh, a surly mood with what's going on around me. I mean, can't, you know, it's not like we're, it's not rocket science, okay, Joe? We're asking a very simple question. What's the problem with that bet? How are we going to deal with these issues in the future? Have we had some kind of change in policy, which would be nice to know? And, but a beep, but a boop, but a but, oh my God, I'm just getting my feet wet. Don't ask me these tough questions. And, uh, you know, like that. It, it, it's, it's be, you know, Hank used the word pathetic. Pathetic is the understatement of the century, you know? I mean, nice guy is one thing, but where, where's the background in talk radio? Where's the background in making these decisions? SCC law, all of, the, all of these uh, All of these things. things. I, I don't see it. And, of course, little Clarence there, he's just uh, scared of his own shadow now. If you mention Joyce, he jumps about two feet up in the air. Like that. Like that. You notice? Yeah, I noticed. That's what Josh Cordes told me this morning. He said somebody mentioned Joyce, and uh, he just jumped, almost hit the ceiling. 750 votes. What do you believe about 9-11? The Bushies allowed it to happen. 309 said that. How do you like that? Boy, you talk about a low approval rating. They allowed it to happen. They knew it was coming, just like FDR and Pearl Harbor, but they allowed it to happen because it, it opened up the way for all their other plans, which are blowing up right in their face and the Iraqis' faces as well with that secondary curfew going on now, too. We'll never know, 177. That's probably the real story, like everything else. We'll never know. But it is written, it is written in the good book. 
It was only Al-Qaeda, 158. The neocons were behind it. I voted for that, and so did George, 64. Mm -hmm. The neocons. This is part of PNAC and their whole, their whole vision of what they need to enable them to do their uh, thing, their evil work. This is, this is so sad, it makes me want to bite my tongue again on the other side, even it out. Saddam Hussein was involved, 15. Now, we know that he was not involved. There is absolutely not a, a silly right. little scintilla of evidence to indicate that he not was. Here. And the innuendos that the Bushies keep making about, well, you know, keep lumping it in together. Uh, Fifteen people believe that. Saddam Hussein was involved. There is no possibility. None. Zero. In fact, I got a story today about those aluminum tubes Phew. that Bush knew that they were not for uh, building up Onabamba. How do you like that? Mm -hmm. I got a lot of good stories if I get to Great. them. Great. I hate this pool 15 and the CIA done it 12. I should have put the dog on it. 759 votes. I think we got a shot at 1,000 today, don't you? Yes, we do. Got a really good shot. 761, as a matter of fact. Who, what do you believe about 9-11? And you should really watch that uh, Loose Change Parts 1 and 2 on our website. I don't think anybody's really watching it. It'll take a little time, but it's uh, re really raise your eyebrows and grow some hair in places uh, that Joyce wouldn't be too happy about. I mean, we, we, we have gone... The full cycle now, okay? See, when Greg was... To, see, now you're beginning to understand why things happened the way they did. Mm -hmm. Greg Reed was removed because he was the impediment. He was the one standing in the way and making these backdoor deals. They don't want anybody like that. They want a glad-hander yes-man who's going to walk around and be jolly and pat people on the back. And uh, so that Joyce can sit over there in Naples and make all the corporate decisions. Joyce Fitch is the general manager the program director, the operations manager, the censor. She is the B, and that's why we can't play that bit, because she's got the, what, she got the apple in the mouth in that one? or is The uh, red rubber, rubber ball. ball, right. No, the red rubber ball, though, I think. I think she'd look cute with a red rubber ball, although Norma says she looks like a donkey. And, of course, in Naples, you'd expect, <laughs> oh, there's that circle again. Uh, careful. careful. 1042 at 560 WQM. We got Curtis at 2 and a Mad Dog at 4. That's all you need to know. Just mark that down on your arm. Beach Ford has gone mad. It's madness in March all this month at Beach Ford. They just missed having a record last month, and so they're going to plan to break that record this month, and I bet you they do. Right now, extended Camp Ford F-150s are as low as 249 bucks a month with just 995 bucks down, plus fees with approved credit and 39-month lease. Madness in March at Beach Ford means you must be mad if you don't take advantage of rebates and discounts of up to ten grand on all new and used vehicles. If you're not in the market for a new car but know somebody who is, send them into Beach Ford. By the way, you're fired, Norm. If they take delivery in March, Beach Ford will send you 200 bucks. That money comes from Beach Ford's advertising budget, and I want my money back so it won't affect your friend's price. Don't miss out on this once-a-year event. Beach Ford's madness in March is going on right now. Be sure and tell Paul that crazy old Neil sent you in. He'll, uh, just, he'll just pee in his pants when you say that. Extended cab Ford 150s as low as 249 bucks a month. Discounts and rebates up to 10000 bucks and $200 just for referring a friend. So hurry on in. You know, like Ron Popeil says, tell a friend about it. Beat Sarkulli! What's up, Infidel? Say, this doesn't look like Tikrit. I must have taken a wrong train in Afghanistan. <laughs> Ain't I a stinker? My name is Britney Spears, in one hand dressed in, in the other my cup of joe. Everybody, what's up? Difficult to see here, show me how to use a car seat. 
I'll tell you, I finished my conversation after I came back from a reasonable uh, outing at Woodbine yesterday. Last night, about 8 o'clock, I get home. I call up Norma Kent, my erstwhile agent lady. And after I finished with that conversation, I was so apoplectic. I took my blood pressure. It was, and I'm not making this number up either. I, I've never heard of a blood pressure like this. 222 over 94. Yeah, that's uh, high. Now that, <laughs> now that we've got our own little meter at home, we uh, So I kind of like doubled up my... Yeah. Uh, Medication there, and like this morning it was uh, 124 over 70, which is just fine for those of you keeping track of my. The guy that's uh, waiting to come to my funeral, start right now. Yeah. My blood sugar this morning was 95, so I you don't plan any trip soon. Okay, I'm doing okay. Made a mirac- like I always do a miraculous recovery in spite of these people who are trying very diligently to put me in the grave. You know. Mm-hmm. I think I think what it really comes down to is they don't really want me on here anymore. So the deal is they're trying to like kill me because they know I'm just gonna, not going to leave willingly. So, and they sure as hell don't want to pay me off to go away because these cheap bastards. So the deal is they're trying to put me in the ground. So anybody that I know, anybody who I'm even acquainted with, if something grotesque could happen to me in the next couple of months, you'll realize the Beasleys were the ones that killed me, okay? Massive lawsuit, it sounds like to me. Doesn't it sound good? Sounds good. Yeah, I think I have uh, ample. Uh, in addition, to, and of course, Norma, 222 over 94. That was because Norma so frustrating. In fact, I think he's more aggravating than uh, Joyce. Really? And Clarence and Joe. Huh? Huh. Bye-bye, Norm. I want my money back, too. I want a rebate. You're done. You're as useless as uh, boobs on a, on a frog's ass. A daytime vehicular crew was set in effect. Uh, what did I say? Curfew. Did I say crew? Curfew was in effect today in Baghdad to stem sectarian violence amid word that gunmen attacked two brick factories east of the capital last night, killing at least 18. The gunmen also ransacked the facility and set part of it on fire. An Iraqi emergency police official said in a separate attack, the gunman targeted the power station Nahrawan, a mostly Shiite area, 16 miles east of Baghdad, wounding two guards there and knocking out electricity in the city. The night of carnage raised Thursday's death toll to at least 40. All we want is a little electric and a little bit of water. Can you handle that? Can you give us that, Mr. Bush? No. 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 Don't you think things are a hell of a lot better now? In fact, here's oh, proof yeah. of it. Here's proof that we really have created a great environment there in Iraq where before, I mean, Saddam ruled with an iron fist and thumb. And he wouldn't put up with all these terrorist groups because they were they represented a threat to him, so he wouldn't allow any of that crap going on. Now, U.S. officials tell CBS News that intelligence has picked up reports that al-Qaeda in Iraq is planning what one source calls the Big Bang, a spectacular terrorist attack in Iraq against either a single high-profile target or multiple targets simultaneously. You're fired, Norm. Last week's mosque bombing in the city of Samarra that brought Iraq to the brink of civil war. Well, you keep talking to Joyce, but you're fired anyway was the work of terrorists some U.S. officials have theorized. Abu Musab al-Zarqawi. Remember, we almost got him, and we almost got this one, right, but right. we didn't get him. This Seems to be betting that another big bang would push the country over the brink, reports CBS News correspondent David Martin. The bomb in one of the holiest sites for Shiite Muslims set off violence all across the country that left hundreds dead. Hundreds. In fact, over 1,300 died just between Wednesday and the end of the weekend, last this past weekend. The Iraqi government has banned all private vehicles in Baghdad during daylight hours. Today, the Muslim prayer day, just as it did last week, that kept car bombs with the military vehicle aboard and improvised uh, the IEDs off the streets. But Zarqawi just waited until the ban was lifted. 
The day the vehicle ban was lifted, all those VBIEDs that he had staged and uh, that he deployed in Iraq and detonated over the last three days, said Major General Rick Lynch, a U.S. military spokesman. And it just goes. And Pentagon officials also worry that a terrorist spectacular will undermine administration claims about progress in Iraq and therefore weaken public support for the war at home. As if, of course, there is any. Not, not too much around no more. Got a huge pile of stuff here today. You know, of course, 11.30, those trends are coming out. And I'm sure I'm going to be getting a very illuminating email from Norma Kent very soon, which I probably ought to read on the air. Like probably. Joyce said this, and Joyce said that, bada boop, bada boop, like that. No, the reason we can't play that one bit, and again, uh, far be it for me, we got thousands of bits to play. That's not the issue. Mm-hmm. But the reason we can't play that one is because it's about the Beasleys. And then their that hotline started ringing. Oh. WQAM Batline. Hey, who's this? Who are you calling? It, this is Norm. And I'm in the, on the air in the middle of my show. Do we want to discuss this on the air now? Because obviously I can't speak to you off the air, Norm. No, I just want you to... I just want you to check your email. I thought George was going to answer this phone. Oh, okay. Fired, Norm. Bye. You know, we've had that conversation with Norm for 15 years. What's that? He's fired? He always calls on the hotline, even though he's got every other number. And I've always told him to call any other number except that one. He only ever calls that one. <laughs> Bye-bye, Norma. Have a great life. Don't pick up too many more runaways. They'll get you every time. Oh, look at that. There's two... Let's see. I received a, a commitment from Joyce, but we've... Uh, okay, should I read this on the air? I'll, I'll read it on the Oh, not for publication. Oh, <laughs> oh no, no, wait. The, for publication. Ah, okay. I have received a commitment from Joyce Fitch that the station will re-engage the process where Josh will not summarily or arbitrarily unilaterally make decisions on the property of sound bites or musical bits which are created in third parties, but uh, rather disclosure, discussions will be held with you as was the custom practice and policy in the past. You rehired, Norm. Not for publication. Let me read that. But beep, but boom. Now you got to make some noise here. I haven't. I haven't received any mail email from Josh Darrow. That is incorrect. George has. I have received none. Zero. Have I received any? Were there any with my name on them? Well, you you tell me. No. I'm not going through your email. No, there I were just, none. I just did that with Howard David. Let's see. I made it clear, but I don't have time to read all this. I think it is fair to say. But I mean, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Blessed are the peacemakers because what was that line in the Godfather Three? Eli because Wallach. They'll always get a piece. <laughs> oh, and now here's a correction. The complete sentence should have read, regardless. But I, mean, oh, I see. Okay. Well, here's, it's too complicated for me to do all that on here. Well, there you go. There's a little, uh, you know. Could have been solved in about 30 seconds. About 30, man. If we had uh, some decision makers. And Joe Bell wants to be the peacemaker, the glad hander, pat everybody on the back, everybody be happy, smile, life is too short, but be but like that. You know, he's a, he's a, uh, like the good humor man, except without the popsicles, you know? The good humor man, which is okay. He's a good guy. He's just uh, incompetent. Or, or maybe not incompetent. He's just impotent. That, that's the word I'm looking for. Excuse me. Extra syllable. I- impotent. He has been deballed and deflowered. Joyce has removed whatever manhood he once had. He is now just a quizzling. Just like every... And, of course, Clarence, he's like Quizzling Jr. So my deepest sympathies to both of them because, uh, you know, they're not bad guys. Personally, although Clarence is starting to edge into that direction. But, uh, you know, they, they just can't, they can't help themselves like the Four Tops. By the way, Joyce said uh, you can't say manhood. Oh, well, guess what? She ought to know because I understand the rumor has it that she's uh, pretty well endowed. She's in the hood? In the hood, yeah. she got a fine... Fine crib. 
Dubai Point. Now, see, I gave some misinformation, and that's because of Lou Dobbs, who's hyperventilating. And I think Lou Dobbs is just trying to exploit this thing and be like the play the hero role, you know, which is okay. At least somebody's on there screaming about it. But he, it, it strikes me as being so out of character for him and so insincere, you know. This whole, although, of course, he does hate anything from the Middle East and anybody who's, uh, you know, he, he's more xenophobic than uh, Pat Buchanan, if that's possible. Dubai Ports World, $6.85 billion acquisition of Britain's P&O will close either today or Monday. By Monday. Despite that additional 45-day review by the U.S. government in response to security concerns, a U.S. Treasury Department official said yes, third day. My understanding is that the deal will not close today. Deputy Treasury Secretary Robert Kimmett told a Senate panel, I still want the money back, Norm. You're useless. Although they had announced March 2nd as the closing date, that deal will not now close until tomorrow or Monday. Well, this was yesterday, so until today or Monday. Kimmett made a statement in response to a question from lawmakers on the Senate Banking Committee, but here's the big but. Here's our only hope, the great white hope. The chairman of the U.S. House of Representatives Armed Services Committee said yesterday he would introduce legislation requiring foreign companies to divest any holdings of U.S. infrastructure critical to national security, which, of course, would uh, block that planned uh, sellout. Duncan Hunter, a California Republican, also vowed to kill with legislation that pending deal to allow a state-owned Arab company to manage terminals in major U.S. ports. I think terminal being the operative word. He said infrastructure such as ports, electric grids, and power plants should not be owned by foreign firms. Under his legislation, any foreign companies that own critical infrastructure would be required to divest so it's owned by Americans, Hunter told reporters. You go, baby. Oh. I bet you Lou Dobbs will have him on be kissing him on both cheeks. He had him on the other night. He'll be, he'll be back. He'll be kissing both cheeks. Rectum. Rectum. Like that, man. He's going to have purple lips by the time that segment's over on Lou Dobbs on CNN. Man, well, I'll tell you one thing, better kissing his ass than GW. This is Neil Rogers. Absolutely. This is 560 QAM. Because of restrictions by Major League Baseball, we cannot stream Florida Marlins baseball here online at WQAM.com. When the Marlins game is over, we will return to regular programming here online at WQAM.com. Because of restrictions by Major League Baseball, we cannot stream Florida Marlins baseball here online at WQAM.com. When the Marlins game is over, we will return to regular programming here online at WQAM.com. By Major League Baseball, we cannot stream Florida Marlins baseball here online at WQAM.com. When the Marlins game is over, we will return to regular programming here online at WQAM.com. Because of restrictions by Major League Baseball, we cannot stream Florida Marlins baseball here online at WQAM.com. When the Marlins game is over, we will return to regular programming here online at WQAM.com. Because of restrictions by Major League Baseball, we cannot stream Florida Marlins baseball here online at WQAM.com. When the Marlins game is over, we will return to regular... This is the Neil Rogers Show. Hard ass. This is your brain. Hateful little spit. Any questions? No. I'm dying over here. I had a lot of money in my 401k. With that run, 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 with that run, run. Run, 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 with that run, run, run. Yeah, they cook the food. 
you fail. Thanks from Rick, who says, I've watched Loose Change on your website. Thanks for putting it on there. Thank God for you, Rick, that somebody actually watched it. There's one. Besides us. I probably would have never seen it otherwise. I haven't watched the second one yet. Have you watched part two? No. I'm going to burn it. Yeah, you're going to burn one all right. I'm sure of that. watch it. The video is amazing and really disturbing. That is absolutely correct, Rick. I showed it to a friend of mine who voted for Bush. Regrets it now every day that he did. And he had a stunned reaction. Granted, he's skeptical and cautious. All the info should be verified. I agree. But certain things he couldn't help but accept. As they are so clear, it's indisputable. I'm one of those who are addicted to the bedtime stories and read them every day. Don't lose hope. There are some of us who still do read. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Rick. That's a nice fact. We need that today. On a day when, again, five years of my life have been chopped off because of the fact that we got a bunch of incompetence, a bunch of silly people running this company. Oh, well, but, but, but we don't know. But, 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 like that. They're all running around like chickens with their head cut off. I guarantee, in fact, I know it for a fact. I know it for a fact. I'll bet you Ray Perry's life on it. That's how confident I am. Because I like Ray. He's a good guy. I don't know what he does, but he's a good guy. I'll bet you his life on it that Joyce signed off on that Stern deal on this station. Okay. I have to check the calendar. She uh, Was she here at that oh, time? Absolutely. No okay. question about it. Positively. Okay? Okay. Guaranteed. In fact, the word around the scuttlebutt around the building was it wasn't a Greg Reed deal, although he evidently was in favor of it. Remember, he was intrigued by that. But it was a Beasley thing because at the time, Beasley was on their, uh, Stern was on their station over in the West Coast. Remember that? Apparently, not to, stopped, not to defend my good friend Greg. paying him and pissed him off. Right. What? Not, not to defend my good friend Greg. But apparently he was not in favor of it because it's not a sports thing. Oh, I see. Which is easy to believe. Yeah, well, what does Howard Stern know about sports? That's nothing. a good point. That's Greg. I, I do believe that because if it had nothing to do with sports, Greg didn't want no part of it. He was muscled into going he along with it. He was muscled into saying that again, the fine hand of Joyce once again. So, Joyce, look yourself in the mirror if you've got a strong stomach. Look in the mirror and say, you're the nasty uh, bitch that had their finger deep inside of that whole deal. That's got everybody on pins and needles now. Oh, what are we going to do? Like that, you know. Don't look at us. Don't blame the rest of us. Don't don't give spilkies to the rest of us because you uh, make bad, bad choices, okay, Joyce? Bad choices. Choice rhymes with Joyce. You think it's just a coincidence? Wow. No. Not a coincidence. It's part of God's plan. We want choice. We're pro-choice on this show. In other words, if we want to play a bit, we're going to play it, okay? And if you don't like it, Joyce, jam it, stuff it, stick it, bite it, eat it. Now... Isn't that what Archie Bunker used to say on All in the Family? Eat it. Mm. What? I'm having a coughing spell, so excuse me. Jesse, why is that? He's having an attack over I'm me. choking on a fun ball here. Well, you know something? That's God punishing you now for not backing me up on this stuff. That's right. Waffling. Waffling right, to cover right. your little desperate ass. Just because you got a pain in the ass wife and two kids at home, one of which you didn't want. Don't blame me for it. If you had enough going on the side, you wouldn't have made that second kid anyway. Jessica Alba. I beg your pardon? No comment. Well, there you go. I think Josh can hook you up. He's got plenty of slop over there. He's got some extras. I'm right here, man. Jessica Alba. Playboy tricked readers into thinking she was naked. See what a segue that is? Leave it to me, man. The old fart, he still got it. Magazine used bikini shot after readers voted Alba sexiest star. They tricked the readers. I think Playboy ought to get sued, don't you? They are getting sued. Film star, well, I know that. Film star Jessica Alba demanded that Playboy magazine pull its March issue. She demanded they pull it. 
saying Thursday that its editors made her an unwitting cover girl and misled readers into thinking they could see her nude inside. Lawyers for Alba sent Playboy a letter threatening to sue if it didn't remove the issue, which features... In fact, I think we're going to send uh, Joyce a letter threatening to sue. Not, not for anything particular, just in general, just to keep her on edge. I think I'm going to have Norm send her a letter every week. We're going to sue your ass, Joyce, just, just to keep her uh, on, uh, right on the edge of hysteria. Maybe we can cause a nervous breakdown, because they're sure trying to do it to me. Payback is a bitch, Joyce. Lawyers for Alba sent Playboy a letter threatening to sue if it didn't remove the issue, which features a publicity photo of the bikini-clad actress on the front from the stands and pays for damages to her reputation and career. Playboy has violated my personal rights and blatantly misled the public, who might think I'd given them permission to put me on their cover when I didn't, Alba 24 said in a statement. Alba's lawyers say that after the fantastic four-star refused to pose for Playboy, the magazine tricked Sony Pictures into giving them a publicity photo from her 2005 film Into the Blue for the cover. In the February 23rd letter, which was made public on the Smoking Gun website, attorney Brian Wolf says Playboy sought to create the false impression that Alba would appear in revealing pictures inside the magazine. A Playboy spokeswoman said Alba was placed on the cover after being chosen Sexiest Star of the Year by its readers. I do not think she's the Sexiest Star of the Year. She's okay. You think she's the Sexiest Star of the Year? No, she's okay. She's fine. I mean, she's no Joyce Fitch. She's fine. She was included inside the magazine, an article on the top 25 sexiest celebrities as chosen in an online pool. Many celebrities have appeared on the cover of Playboy, but not nude, including Claudia Schiffer, Paris Hilton, Goldie Hawn, Raquel Welch, Barbara Streisand, Brooke Shields, and Donald Trump. Playboy spokeswoman Lauren Malone said. Donald Trump? Oh, I see on the cover of Playboy, but not nude. Can you, can you imagine? Oh, my oh, God. Ah. Holy, and it's getting so close to lunchtime. That's the new Neil Rogers diet. Just talk about seeing somebody grotesque naked right before lunchtime, man. You'll lose your appetite for hours. 189, by the way. Oh! How do you like that? I'll I'm take on it. The QAM, I'm on a QM aggravation diet. Yeah, you just puke all the time? No, you just get so aggravated you lose your appetite for life. You're a hell of a guy, Joe, but, man, you are drowning in a sea of uh, wet foot, dry foot. That's all I can tell you. You're drowning in a sea of joyce. Little did he realize, I don't think when he started getting involved in this, he couldn't possibly have realized the state of hysteria and psychosis over there. Right. He might want to reconsider. 827 votes. What do you believe about 9-11? The Bushies allowed it to happen, 331. That sounds like an impeachable offense. In fact, sounds like uh, going to federal prison to me. We'll never know, 199. It was only Al-Qaeda, 178. Go ahead and watch that loose change and then see if you want to vote for it was only Al-Qaeda. And how about those guys who allegedly are all still alive, including Mohammed Atta? And how about what that about passport it? that somehow made it in pristine condition out of all of that refuse and all of that crap and all of that uh, explosions? That uh, passport allegedly of one of those uh, hijackers made it in pristine condition. Not, not even a page was schmutzed up. You notice that? Uh-huh. Even my new passport don't look any better than that one. Wow. That must have been a miracle. Maybe it was an act from uh, God or Mohammed. The neocons were behind at 72. I think that's uh, certainly a very strong possibility. Saddam Hussein was involved, 18. Right. The CIA did it, 15. And I hate this poll, 15 out of 836. We're going to make 1,000 today. Good. And speaking of making 1,000, we sure ought to make over 1,000 at their two locations today with our uh, best of uh, whatever it is, merchandise. About 30, man. CD and commemorative T-shirt. 20 bucks a piece benefit abandoned pet rescue. We got more than enough money to pay back the measly Beasleys now. Oh, you can't say measly Beasley because that was the name of that bit. Yeah. How about if I just played like the first... Uh... 
The following ah. is an apology from the headquarters of Measley's Green Inquisition. That's it. Just that part. Is that okay? Oh, like I said, I didn't hear that. Noon to 2, the van will be at the Shell gas station on Sheridan Street, just west of I-95. So very uh, shortly, within the hour, it'll be there. And I want to see uh, some big numbers there today, man. I want to see some big, big, gigantic numbers. In fact, that would be nice on the trend, wouldn't it? But I, I don't know. Yeah, well... And Hank asked me, like, what do I think? How, how do I know, Humper? Leave me alone already. How do I know what it's going to be? I mean, my psychic powers are limited. And I, and by the way, I never got no uh, email from uh, Clarence about that, anything to do with that. None. Four to six, the event will be at, uh, where's it going to be? Oh, CDs and T-shirts will be with the big O. Oh, rock solid. For the grand opening of Sports Clips, that's at 8763 Sterling Road in Cooper City. And all the good stuff will be out there. So you've got two chances there, one on Sheridan Street, although those are both in uh, Broward County. When are we going to start mosing into Dade County? When, when it'll be safe? Exactly. What, what, what year is that going to be? We'll let you know when our people are confident enough to go into Dade County. <laughs> well, we did the one yesterday. Or no, right. not yesterday, the one on Wednesday, on anniversary. Right. And I guess we must have done okay. We'll be mixing them up. Because we did $2,000 on that first mm-hmm. day. Actually, when you come right down with that's not all that great. Is it? It's fine. Not great, though. We it's want greatness. Fine. We don't want just fine. We want, fine. About, we want to raise about 100 grand for abandoned pet rescue. You got, is that everybody. your personal goal? That, no, that's Sam's goal, 300000 Doug Thompson writes, scum-sucking traitors to their country. I sure hope we can say that because that's the uh, it's a news story, and that's the headline on the article. And I think he says it again in there. He says, the next time some loudmouth partisan puke Democrat gets in my face and starts yapping about how much better things would be if his party were running things in Washington, I'm going to pull out the vote tally sheet for the USA Patriot Act in yesterday's Senate session and ram it down his lying throat. You go, Doug. Maybe we can have Doug Thompson take care of Joyce. Where okay. was his party when it came time to stand up and take a stand for freedom in this country? Hiding like a coward, that's where. Only nine Democrats and one independent former Republican Jim Jeffords, had guts enough to vote against reauthorizing the fascist piece of crap called the USA Patriot Act. Well, I tell you, Doug Thompson's my hero. Mm-hmm. Fascist piece of crap, and he is... Absolutely correct, sir. The rest, including Harry Reid, that scum-sucking capitulator who claims to be the Senate Democratic leader, dropped their pants, bent over, grabbed their ankles, and handed George W. Bush the KY jelly and said, uh, do it to me all you want, sir. There's a word there. I like uh, getting screwed by dictators. It's like... What about the leading contender for the 2008 Democratic presidential nomination, the so-called gentle lady from New York, Hillary Rodham Clinton? Oh, she let Bush do it with her like a frat boy in the backseat of his car. Too late to crack rape for Hillary. You proved yourself a political slut like most of the rest of your party. Boy, he's really P.O.'d, you know? Good. Excellent. This is the opposition party? This is the party that partisans claim will save this country from abuses and excesses of too many years of Republican domination? Christ, these losers couldn't lead a Cub Scout pack on an overnight camping trip in a suburban backyard. I expected Republicans to fall in lockstep behind their power-mad president and sell out their country. That's what Republicans do in the name of power and control, even though a few make a token show of resistance last year by joining Democratic efforts to filibuster passage of the act. But I held out hope faint that the Democrats wouldn't cave and join the feeding frenzy on the Constitution. Serves me right, I guess, for trusting any politician, Democrat or Republican. Only these ten voted against the act. Daniel, uh, these are all Democrats, and the Jim Jeffords, the Independent. Daniel Akaka of Hawaii. Kaka. 
Tom Harkin of Iowa, Carl Levin of Michigan, Jeff Bingaman of New Mexico, Ron Wyden of Oregon, Jim Jeffords of Vermont, Patrick Leahy of Vermont, Patty Murray of Washington, Russ Feingold of Wisconsin, and old Bobby Byrd of West Virginia. The rest voted with Bush and against freedom. That includes Hillary Clinton. That includes John Kerry. It includes Ted Kennedy. It includes uh, Chris Dodd. How sad. includes Barack Obama. I just mentioned these things in passing now, you understand. includes Harry Reid. Oh, those who voted for the act will give us some propagandistic pap about adding protections for civil rights, but those rights are cosmetic crap. The act itself is a constitution-evading invasion of basic American rights to privacy and an abandonment of long-standing protections against illegal search and seizure. If you think Bush was an out-of-control despot before, just see what he'll do with the expanded wiretapping, surveillance, and seizure powers granted him and his Gestapo-like Department of Homeland Security in the Reauthorized Act. Don't expect the House of Representatives to do anything to stop this act. The real battleground was the Senate, and that battle was lost when Democrats joined with Republicans to sell out the Constitution. Where I come from, that's called treason, and everyone who voted for the USA Patriot Act should be considered a traitor to their country and treated as such. And the next Democrat who gets in my face to tell me how much better things would be with his party in charge had better have a good dental insurance plan. This is Neil Rogers. All right. This is 560 QAM. Pakistan pig. Abdul, uh, whatever you do, don't uh, eat me, Abdul. I'm, I'm, I mean, uh, disgusted, disgusted, disgusted. Uh, I'm unclean. The Patriot Act is still unloud. The government is still in your face. They poke their nose where it don't belong. So they can eavesdrop on you. All your civil rights have gone away. They can put a camera in your room. Our forefathers wouldn't be so proud Rolling in the graves now Now you'll know exactly what it's like To lose your bill of rights With the preamble they've wiped Their honeys Okay, search through her stuff But my grandma's not an Al-Qaeda My phone calls can be tapped But not paparazzi, they can do that I'm dying over here. 1117 at QM. I'm going to have to read this story off the, because uh, it won't print out. It's the Sun Sentinel thing, man. This newspaper, I don't know which is worse. At least the Herald, at least Kevin Baxter gave us a little something, something. Mm -hmm. huh? Sun Sentinel sucks. They, have you ever had problem uh, printing stuff out from there on, on the Internet? Or, uh... Well, I haven't tried lately. Oh, God. Judge says anti-war grannies must stand trial. A Manhattan judge yesterday refused to dismiss disorderly conduct charges against 18 grandmothers who were arrested at the Times Square military recruiting station while protesting the war in Iraq. Judge Alexander Jong, saying that his personal feelings had no place in his ruling, said there was sufficient evidence to sustain the disorderly conduct charges and the defendants hadn't offered extraordinary uh, circumstances warranting dismissal. None of these charges will be dismissed today, said Jong, who scheduled trial for the uh, 18th to, uh, to the 20th of April. The women members of a coalition of about seven groups that call themselves the Granny Peace Brigade were arrested while protesting at the recruiting station October 17th of last year. They said they wanted to enlist in the military to replace grandchildren who had been sent to Iraq. Obviously, we're disappointed, said their lawyer, Norman A. Siegel. Oi. Oh, see, now, now it's printing. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little slow, you know, like Joe. It's a little slow, like Joe. It's wrong for the district attorney to be prosecuting these grandmothers. We should be praising them, not prosecuting them. We're prepared to go to trial, Siegel said, and when we do, the war in Iraq will be on trial. All but one of the 18 were in Manhattan Criminal Court for the hearing, along with dozens of supporters. 
When their case was called, some came forward on canes and at least one used a walker. How do you like that? Oi! Grannies have to step up, and you want to know why? Because the rest of the public is rolling over. That's Just right. Like that article by Doug Thompson. Well, he was really wild today. When he is good. I love it. Crusty old man that he is. Exactly. You seen that picture of him there with that uh, the that's beard right. and the whole deal, the corn that's cob fishing pipe. hat. Our kind of guy. That's a real American man. That's a real right. macho that's man. Right. And if you want any Democrat comes up to him, and they, they better have good dental insurance. That was a good line. Scott Stapp thinks that recently released sex video showing him and Kid Rock, uh, Kid Rock with several strippers is meant to sabotage him. Yeah, yeah. Has he got some talent or what? No. Oh. Obviously, someone wants to hurt me and doesn't want me to be successful in my solo career, he told AP Radio in a recent interview. Of course, he used to be with Creed. <laughs> By the way, so that... that yeah. I was going to say, that guy's a big winner, because uh, I saw him one time in South Beach uh, with his windows down, listening to his own music loudly. Driving around with his windows down. He's promoting his own music, and man. His shoulders are back. That's like us, sending Miguel out there with a sandwich board. Neil Rogers, send it too. You like it? No. Listen anyway. Scott claims the tape, which was made in 99, was stolen from him. He and Kid Rock have won a temporary court order preventing Worldwide Red Light District from distributing the video or promoting any part of it. Red Light, which sold the infamous Paris Hilton sex tape in 2004. Oh, you see that one yet, George? Ha, ha, ha. Had displayed a 40-second preview clip of the video on its website. The company has acknowledged that the tape came from a third party, but has denied that it was stolen. The tape was released just days after Stapp, the former lead singer of Creed, who married former... I beg your pardon? Creed sucks. Uh, that's why I said it that way. Thought it'd get on. Married former Miss New York Jacqueline Nishiwat. Nishiwa, that's it. In Miami, February 10, Miami. Stab 32 says the tape was made soon after he was divorced from Hillary Burns. It burns. He said he previously told his new wife about having a wild year and that she accepts the tape as part of his past. He had a wild year. You think it's par all part of your rock and roll memory, Stab said. I should have burned that tape. Just like Nixon should have burned the tapes, so should have a Scott Stab. And then he should have hopped in the fire. Done us all a favor. The tape was not the only thing causing Stapp headaches. A day after his wedding, he was arrested for investigation of being drunk at L.A. International. He set for arraignment on that on March 8th next week. You don't want to say it's laughable, but just like, my God, there's so much stuff, he said. Somebody doesn't like you, and somebody wants you to fail. Maybe it is God. Maybe it's... Oh, God! Stapp, who won a Grammy in 2000 for Creed's song With Arms Wide Open, released his first solo album, The Great Divide, last November. And trust me, it blows. I mean, I haven't heard it, but I'm sure it does because it's him. Right. Here's a real Jamaican one, Sinclair. He says, I saw the loose change 9-11. wanted to inform you that I took the link from the website, forwarded it to my friends and, and their friends. Excellent, Mon. Maybe he's got a good uh, computer, a good machine, Mon. Neil, I'm a Jamaican, Mon. I believe most Americans don't give a damn about what's going on. I can't even vote, but I'm so seriously concerned about the state of this country. I try to spread the knowledge about how wicked this administration is. Congrats on your... About 30, man. Fight the power and keep up the great job. Thanks a lot, Sinclair. Have a great weekend, Mon. Hope you find a good machine, Mon. I, I just got a really good pile here, and then we got the trends coming out at 1130. We'll just plow through this, baby. I don't think I'm taking no calls today. I'm just not, you know, we didn't do it yesterday. And, right. then, you know, this isn't like a permanent thing, but I just, I'm on a roll here now. You know, I'm on a jelly roll, and plus we got that. That Norma Kent, why were you talking such crap about fire his ass and he's in Well, you know how I am with a hard ass, queen. like you've said. Yeah, making all these horrible comments about my close personal friend. And, by the way, Norm, Jim Stork still ain't interested. A small-town police chief was accused in federal lawsuit yesterday of stopping would-be... This story is just... This is the epitome of America. Right here. Okay? Are you on okay. the edge of your seat? Are you glued in? I'm you strapped in. in? 
Charleston, West Virginia. Oh, God. You know, before I go into this story, once upon a time, I guess when I was young and naive, like about five years ago, and I, I didn't think, you know, now we got this red states, blue states, but really when you look at the places where living and breathing, forget about liberal, but just, I mean, moderate people, progressive people, people live and let live kind of people, you look at where those people live, and it's generally like in the northeast and the far west and like way up to, uh, uh, the far north, you know, like maybe it rubs off from Canada, you know, like Minnesota, right. Wisconsin, like that. Not the Dakotas, because nobody lives there. And the rest of the country is just a bunch of rednecks, basically. Huh? That's right. You had that article on there, actually, how the uh, the outer states insulate the uh, the inner redneck core oh from exposure God. to the world. I mean, West Virginia and Virginia and the Carolinas and Tennessee and Oklahoma and Texas and Arizona and uh, Wyoming and Utah and, uh, oh, my God, all of these, all of these things. Arkansas. Man, oh, man, yee-haw. In fact, you take a, you take out Dayton Broward from uh, and, and Monroe County from uh, Florida. What do you got? Yeehaw! That's yeah. why they call it Yeehaw Junction. Yeehaw! Don't have uh, hee-haw at Yeehaw. No. Now let's see who was in Yeehaw. Somebody had just died recently. Uh, had to who be. Was on they were all old on there. Uh, huh? geez, you want well, that's what I'm saying. They're probably all dead now. The Yeehaw crowd. What's the Bob guy? The Bob guy? I think there was a guy named Bob. Probably Bob. Uh, uh, oh, I'm gonna have to look it up now. Bob Green. I was forced to watch that show, you know. Hee haw! Oh yeah. my God! Hee haw! Well, like That's a different uh, thing entirely. Beverly Hillbillies make fun crap. of rednecks. You see. Let's see now. What is this uh, message here? Oh, it's interesting. What? I just got you, that from a. Now, do you believe this? And why yeah, is it? Yeah, I got it from an uh, irrefutable this, uh, source. Oh, you did? Yes. Before we get to that story, which uh, is very important, but here is a fax that could be... Oh, I see. It's a fax to Tony the Tiger at Power 96. Oh, why are you saying that? I just dumped it. <laughs> okay. I tried to block that out. He... Well, you didn't. You blocked out the wrong part. Oh, we have moles over there. No, well, I just dumped it. Okay. I sure hope it worked. Anyway, it's a clear channel thing. David Ross announcement from Tom Schur. I have. I'm not sure who that is. But anyway, he's some uh, goofball with Clear Channel, and it says, Miami staff, I have accepted the resignation of David Ross, effective immediately. Oh, no. We were hoping he'd stay on forever. David has resigned to take a presidential position with another company outside the radio industry, probably a burger-flipping place. A formal press, rele a press release will be issued today to the media and trades. However, I want to inform the entire team this morning, ask you to share in David's enthusiasm. To that end, there will be an all-employee staff meeting at 2 p.m. today in the theater. In order to continue the tremendous momentum we have in Miami, DOS Mike Crushem. What's DOS? I don't know. Something, uh, Director of Sales? Whatever. Okay, sounds good. Will be uh, named Interim RVP. Oh, they got more titles of it. I assume all RVP responsibilities. The RVP and the POP and the MCA and the, uh, oh, my God. It just, they got more titles than Carter's got little liver pills. That's shocking. Bye-bye, David Ross. There you go. There's one for you, Brian. Chicken neck. Although we'll have to pass it by the whole committee before we play it on the air. You know, it's a good thing that you always finally capitulate a little bit because I, I'm not joking you when I tell you this. If, if they were going to, like, play hardball on that, you know, like Chris Matthews would say through talking yeah. through the side of his mouth, like slurring his words. If they were going to do that, I was going to require that either Joyce or Clarence or both would we sit require. down and listen to every... How, how many? Just pick a number. Would you say, like, 5,000, 3,000? That's 3, about 000? right. About 5,000. Several thousand 
of these bits and drop-ins we have in the uh, in the. For for example, here's one. And listen to and censor each and every one of these because I don't want the responsibility for it. In other words, right. if they're that panicky, if they're that insecure, if they're that nervous about what's going on on this show, uh, then they ought to like uh, you know stick their nose right in there, and I'll just stick my nose right out the door and uh, keep walking. This remind this takes me back. It's like the day. Remember the day? I'm sure you do. How could we ever forget? Josh was there when Duff Lindsay came on moments before 10 o'clock. This this is after Stern went uh, disappeared. Remember that? Mm-hmm. To announce to me that he was going to be sitting in that same room where he was during the Stern show with the headphones on, ah, 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 like that, mm-hmm. and monitoring the Neil Rogers show for FCC violations. Remember that? Yes. How many days did that last? I don't know. One. Because one. I told them that there would be no number two. Well, there'd be a number two, all right, but and probably on somebody's desk. A one, a two, and a three. We'd give the whole Lawrence Welk routine all over everybody's desk. That, that's uh, and on a little bit lesser scale. That's what this whole business reminds me of. As opposed to just talking to people, communicating a little bit, telling us what's the problem, sending an email. Which, by the way, if he told you he emailed me, he lied through his teeth, uh, Clarence Darrow. He lied. He never sent me no email about this business. He sent me an email about something else, but that was long before this thing came down. Unless my memory is slipping. No, just you are on the ice. What is it? I said, you're just slipping on the ice. Oh. Well, i got my uh, power grips now. i got my steel-belted right. power grips for my <laughs> shoes. 28 past 11 at QM. Curtis at 2, Mad Dog at 4. Panthers hockey tonight at uh, pregame at 6.30. Any interest? No. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Friday, you bastard. Father of the bride, cheaper by the dozen, and the Pink Panther. They all have one thing in common. They're all bad remakes starring Steve Martin. Excuse me! Now, Hollywood's biggest hack is back with the Steve Martin Remake Collection, featuring classic films rehashed as only Steve Martin can, like Gone with the Wind. Frankly, my dear, excuse me! Taxi Driver. Are you talking to me? Well, excuse me! Titanic. Excuse me! I'm king of the world! Buy the Steve Martin Remake Collection today, and then do as Steve Martin does and buy it again, and again, and again, and again, and again. Hey, Steve. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Oh, and I do want to correct no one thing. I just want to clarify. I did get an email about the first one. Remember when he had to have Boca do the uh, bit over again? There was an email right. in regard to that. I-, I told you about the email they sent me. I read it to you, actually. I'm telling you about me getting any subsequent right. email about the remake or about this incident we've had this past Correct. week, all this hysteria, as opposed to just communicating to somebody, here's what the problem is, and what are you thinking, but a beep, but a boop, but a bop, whatever, as opposed to, oh, Joyce is having a nervous breakdown, and it's about the Beasleys, and you got a rubber ball in her mouth, and uh, there's whips and chains or whatever, you know. It wasn't it? I mean, I, I think you're going to have to sit that child down and explain to him what the uh, sexual activity really means, okay? The fact that there's whips and chains or like, or he, I guess we can't play that anymore either because uh, Gelly's getting whipped into shape. Stop it. Stop playing that damn thing. Uh, slap oh, in the geez. face there. Huh? That was more slapping him upside well, down. Well, that's, that's part of that same whole uh, S&M thing. Don't say whole. <laughs> See? Part of the same damn thing. Anyway. 
Charleston, West Virginia. See how you keep distracting me from uh, my yeah, appointed uh, grounds? my job. Oh, don't tell me the numbers are coming in. Not yet. Oh, well, you got a fax coming. What is it? It's just a story that you probably already saw, but the power of Christ can tell me. You could raise the alarm. Uh, I don't have time for that right now. Right. Okay. I'll, I'll take a puke at it during the break. Charleston, West Virginia, third try. A small-town police chief was accused in a federal lawsuit yesterday of stopping a would-be rescuer from performing CPR on a gay heart attack victim because he assumed the alien man had HIV and posed a health risk. Nice. Claude Green, 43, died June 21 after being stricken yards from the city hall in Welch, a community in West Virginia of about 2,400 people. The ACLU was sued on behalf of his mother. Police chief Bobby Bowman called the allegations a bold-faced lie. He said he called an ambulance and that Green was taken to the hospital no more than nine minutes. No one refused him CPR, as his sister and mom are saying. They can do what they want, but if they're saying I refused him CPR, that is in no way true, Bowman said. The lawsuit accuses Bowman of pulling off Green's friend Billy Sneed as Sneed was performing chest compressions on the man. Sneed was a passenger in Green's pickup truck when Green collapsed. Sneed had managed to pull over the vehicle. Green was pronounced dead at the hospital after about 30 minutes about 30, man. of attempts to revive him. Rose Sachs, a lawyer with the ACLU's AIDS Project, said Bowman's allegations, uh, alleged actions contributed to Green's death and violated the Americans with Disabilities Act, equal protection laws, and due process rights. Sachs said Green's death was tragically senseless because he didn't have the AIDS virus, but added that he should have received life-saving care even if he was HIV positive. He was simply a gay man in Welch, West Virginia, and because of that we can only assume that Chief Bowman assumed he had HIV and was unsafe to even touch him. When asked if he knew Green was gay, Bowman wouldn't answer and referred questions to McDowell County Assistant Prosecuting Attorney Danny Berry, who also represents Hey, how about asking Joyce? She'll answer the question for you. Barry said yesterday he hadn't received a copy of the complaint but couldn't comment because he hadn't reviewed it or discussed it with Bowman. I sure hope he's not kin to Venereal Bowman from Pompano Park. You know Venereal Bowman? No, I don't. Oh, and there's more to this other story. Oh, my God almighty. Jeez. How about those numbers? Are they coming in yet or what? Not yet. Well, what's the story? It's 1135. The public is out there. And most importantly, people are working this horrible, god-awful business in which we work. They're on the uh, edge of their seats now. They're on pins and needles. they got spilkies now, even if they don't know what that means, including Ron St. John. Hey, by the way, Ron, congratulations on 34 years in the market, but you're still small potatoes. You ain't no Rick Shaw, and you sure as hell ain't no. Hey, oh, God. That's for damn sure. You could measure the impact that Ron St. John has made in the South Florida radio market with uh, your little finger. You know what I mean? This one? This one here? Seriously, what, what, what's, what's the tennis with Ron St. John? Now, maybe Josh can help us out. Didn't he do the PA somewhere, like at the Dolphin Games or somewhere? Oh, uh, I have no idea. I've never heard of the guy. Ron, see what I'm saying? That's the impact after 34 years. I got news for you. If you're on a year, even, even on like a, uh, a deaf people's channel for 34 years, and that's the impact you've made that nobody you've ever heard of you, that, that doesn't speak too well. You know, playing those oldies. See, I guess that's why they call it oldie station over there, man. Right, it's not, the old not people the music. Listen. Because the music sucks, we know that, Bob Hamilton. But it's because Ricky Tiki, our good buddy, and, uh, and uh, Ron St. John are over there. It's the oldie station. Maybe we could be the new oldie station. We sure got enough old yeah. people on here, a lot older than those guys. We're working on it. I wonder who's older. You think me or Rick Shaw? Oh, I don't know. Now, he's a good guy. He'd probably show sure. you how old he is. He doesn't care. I mean, that cap makes him look, uh, always look probably older than he really was. Of course, he, to me, I don't know about you, but he's always looked the same. Yes, he has. Hasn't he? Yes. I mean, you talk about, I'm not saying he looks good. I mean, that would be getting carried away. But no, he's always looked exactly the same. Old. No, I mean, old, but also just not, not getting older. I mean, just staying like he's frozen in time, like that awful music they make him play. You know, frozen and suspended in time. You're okay in our book, Ricky, and thanks for that nice uh, rejoin there, that thing on uh, Wednesday. 
That's what made the show. That's what Joe Bell said. That was really a, that was really a hoot. All them cute rejoins. <laughs> that was good. Poor Joe. I feel bad because you're telling me he's a nice guy. Although you know, I'd be hard pressed to believe it. But ex FEMA chief says this, you talk about the pot calling the kettle black. This is mm-hmm. one of the all time greats. Here's a guy who all of a sudden turned around and got religion, just like Lou Dobbs. I keep okay, a spot on my tongue just to make sure it's like it's, it's almost gone. Boy, don't ever bite your tongue, all you little kids uh, out there. Don't bite your tongue. Late. You'll be very sorry. all the time. And, and I've done that before, but never, I mean, I, uh, oh, my, like chomping down on a sandwich. And all of a sudden, this big purple welt popped up, you know, like a black and blue yep. thing. Oh, man, a welt. Like I told the humper, like you used to get, what do they call those things, those little dispensers, those candy machines? The Pez dispensers? The, the, no, 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 the gum, the gumball machines. You know, I guess yeah, the gumball about, machine. Right, yeah. Well, that's what it was almost like. One of them, like purple uh, gumballs. Hmm. Now, what were the ones, the Red Hots? Oh God, oh, I yeah. love those. Can you, you imagine? Have, can you imagine biting your tongue and then like trying to eat out one of them Red Hots? Yeah, I've done that. I've yeah, right. bit my tongue while I was eating Red Hots. Really? Oh yeah. Now they still make those the ones that have all the different layers, and as you get closer and closer in the middle, it gets those are the uh, atomic fireballs. You know, they're not yeah. as hot as we Ooh, remember I love them. those, man. Those will just burn a whole new life into your mouth. That's right, man. I've seen some stuff like that. Homeland Security uh, Secretary Michael Chertoff should be fired for his handling of Hurricane Katrina. And who is saying this? Former FEMA chief Michael Brown. Heck of a job, Brown, he said yesterday, accusing Chertoff of lacking disaster management knowledge. If you ask me, put the two of them together, and you got a disaster. Put them together with Bush, and you got a major disaster. Put the three of them together with Ray Nagin, Nogginhead, and you got a humongous disaster. Brown resigned from FEMA in September and intense, intense criticism. And then, of course, they kept him on the payroll to December until people outed the fact that he was still getting paid, and he finally went away. Brown, and more than 1,300 people, by the way, were left dead in Louisiana, Mississippi, from Katrina. Brown has blamed the poor federal response on the dysfunctional structure of the Department of Homeland Security, which became FEMA's parent agency when DHS was established in 2003. The Department of Homeland Insecurity. Joke. It appears to me that, you know, when Chertoff does things like tells me that I've got to go to Baton Rouge and plop my butt down on a seat in Baton Rouge and run a disaster from there, I think that shows naivete about how disasters are run, Brown told CNN. And you've either got to get on with it or move on. Well, you ought to move on, Brownie, because go back to those Arabian horses' asses that you specialized in. That's right up your alley, Sally. That's what Joyce told me. Asked whether Chertoff should be dismissed, Brown said, well, I think so. He said FEMA had been marginalized by Chertoff and his predecessor, Tom Ridge, and that he had expected the agency's performance to suffer. I have been screaming internally that the budget cuts, the personnel cuts, and what they were doing with Homeland Security was, in effect, marginalizing FEMA, and I predicted that at some point in a very specific memo to both Tom Ridge and Chertoff, that at some point FEMA would fail, Brown said. I just didn't expect to be in the middle of the failure. Right. So he's pointing. He's got all 15 fingers pointing every direction. Fingers, toes. Here's a fact. Where are those numbers, by the way? What's going on? On their here? way. There they are. Oh. Good or bad? I don't know. I didn't look at them. I just stopped no, them. Don't, don't look at them. Let's have a big surprise. Maybe what a good big surprise. Remember the book, The Betrayal of America, that Vincent Bugliosi authored? No. I remember the book he wrote about O.J. It concerned how the Supreme Court undermined the Constitution and chose our president. Well, that's for sure. Forwards by Molly Ivins and Jerry Spence. i got to get that. So where is Mr. Spence? Could it be that he's been blackballed from TV? Yeah, that's right. He used to be on Larry King quite often, but not in uh, quite some time. You suppose the networks didn't like his outspoken opinions? Sounds reasonable to me. 
Jerry Spence. He used to be on with that big cowboy hat all the time, remember? Yes, I do. Haven't seen him in a long time. It's my understanding he's in the process of writing a new book entitled The Fourth Reich, in which he says the country now living. That's why you don't see him, because he's telling the truth now. And he's from Jackson, Wyoming. Guess who else is from uh, Wyoming? Of course, that I Dick, the great hunter. How do you like that? Jerry Spence tells it like it is, the Fourth Reich, and that's what you're living in right now. In only 19 minutes, that van, in fact, they probably are getting there already. The I'm QM sure. van will be at the Shell gas station, Sheridan Street, just west of I-95, between noon and 2. And then 4 to 6, those commemorative 30th anniversary CDs called... About 30, man! And T-shirts will be available with the big O for the grand opening of sports clips at 8763 Sterling Road in Cooper City. So you got all afternoon to go out there and just bring us a whole uh, bag of money. But this is Neil Plus number 2. Ah, this is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, Neil God. Hey, everybody, I'm Brownie Brown, accountable for everybody drown and drown. As a human being, I'm a big disappointment, but I got a brown nose, and I knows where to point it. There was no rush to get them saved. They don't vote Republican anyway. I did everything I possibly can. To show my support for the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, what a job I had as director of FEMA. When I ain't much more than a weaselly schemer and a clueless son of a bitch. Yes. Gets his gigs, brown nose in the ridge. Gets his gigs, brown nose in the ridge. New Orleans is wiped out and gone. But W said I did one heck of a job. And it sure pays off. To be a crony and another white-faced Christian phony. The National Guard is down there now with orders just to get the press out of town. Everybody go home. There's nothing to see. Everything here is pinchy pain. Oh, the hurricane gave us a big easy for neocon social engineering like a giant Republican squeegee. Jesus Bush, our Lord and King. Praise Jesus Bush, our Lord and King. I don't believe compassion's what we lack. It serves the right to hapless blacks. And you dissenters who say it's a national disgrace. They shouldn't have it black in the first place. This is no time to play the blame game. Since we know that hurry things are caused by these who are not the right kind of homo. Like Scotty McClellan and Carl Rove. Oh, we're achieving the American right-wing dream to make everybody white like me. And an ignorant son of a bitch who gets his job ground goes in the rich. Oh, how I miss getting my Arabian horses. I'd rather do that than watch floating corpses. I'm a negligent murderer now. Absolutely. going down to keep my nose brown. I'm a negligent murderer now. But I'll keep going down. Why are you sending me these 12 plus brown. numbers? I asked you. I never asked you. you back paper. Eight men, 18 plus. I got it all. Don't send me no more. No more. Okay, right. no more. Do, 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 Please, right. no more. These numbers are bad enough. I don't want to see no more. They're bad. Yeah, they oh, are. Wax, do you think ours? I beg your pardon? I said, yeah, they are. I'm not used to turning so many pages to find our number. Yeah. No, no, we're on the first page. No, we are. About? We are. I'm talking about, like, for the other shows. Oh, well. And, and the faxes continue well pouring off that damn thing. I don't want all that stuff. I don't want it. I, I ask don't you. Want it. Every time I ask you before, you say, yeah, send it along anyway. No. 
This is only a trend. This isn't a book. This is just December. It's a November, December, January. Well, hit cancel. And we still got that big... Oh, okay. Stop it. Stop it. Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, of course, we still got that bad November on there, but I extrapolated, and it's pretty... And it's still coming over there. I placed that thing about 4,000 times, and your damn stuff is still coming over there. What that frost my fat ass. What is your story? I'm telling you, I'm dying. Gagging on it. It'll fall over. Men 18 plus for the whole week. CMQFAMA. Oh, another one of these deals, huh? Number one. Numero uno. 6.3 share. WYOD still way up there. 5.8. Yeah, well, I'm sure they can play fart sounds. Not that I want to. Of course, once that remember drops off, it's going to change some things around. But we sucked in January, too, so that, you know, we can't use that excuse. Mm -mm. EDR, five, they're number three. Radio Amor. This is um, N18 plus. Oh, boy. Where the hell's QAM? I guess there's no uh, extra bonus money in there. <laughs> oh. No. Of course, this is in 2554. Uh, from a 3.5 to a 3. Point, oh. Pretty weak. Oh, my God. Pretty lame. And what about, let's see, INZ, 2.7 with 2.1, dropping precipitously. That's Scare America. And what about Waxy overall, 1.8 down to a 1.6. But they're going to drop off that November, and that'll be a, that'll be a kiss for them, if I can say that. Because they, they were like, what do they have, like a .1 or something in November? That is when the next trend comes up. Now, oh, what are you, what are you doing here? This I already continues. said it. It's been said. Oh, I pulled no. all the pages out when you said I don't stop. want it. I don't want it. Okay, mornings. Let's take a look at this. Radio Amor. See, th th we, we can't compete with this. We just can't compete with it. There's no way. We did do the 40 break, by the way, didn't we? I didn't cross it out. I yeah, busy. we did it. I was busy compiling all these important numbers. Uh, we can't compete with this because it's all minorities, baby. It's all, uh, you know, what they say. CMQFM was number one overall. In the mornings, it's Radio Amor. No speaking. It's up from a 5-1 to a 6.2, up from 5th to 1st. Is there anybody who speaks English in South Florida? No. Oh. Incredible. WXDJ, another one of those, 5-8. Down from number one to number two in the morning. Radio Mambi. Oh, this is ancient people. What are, we, what are we looking at over here? This is old farts. Radio Mambi, number three. Hot, 5-7, number three. WIOD stayed uh, rock solid with a 5-3, but dropped from fourth to fifth. CMQFM, 4-8 up to a 5-2. No speaking English. Big, stayed at 4-8. That's Ron and Old Paul. Not too impressive. EDR, a four. Magic, 3.7. They went up a little bit. Must be because Rick Shaw is such a good guy. That's right. Maybe because he washed that cap and it don't stink anymore when you turn that station on. QBA, 3.4. Oh, my God. QBA. QBA. Life, 3.2. Suave. Radio Suave, 3.0. And the Humper from a 3.1 to a 2.7. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh. And then Men in Black, Kiss, 1-9 to a 2-3. I guess Joe made the wrong move. Waxy in the morning from a 1.9 share to a 1-6. So even though the humper dropped, he, he kicked Joe's ass. 2-7 to a 1-6. What the hell is that? 1-6? Joel Feinberg? Oh, my goodness. Now, in middays, WYOD continues to be number one. A little bit of a drop there. When they drop off November, then we'll have a better idea of where they're going. Must be the Rush people got the diaries again. The right wingers. IOD 81 down to a 79 from the fall to this trend. This is just a trend. Don't get all bent out of shape about it. Then CMQ number two, Radio Mambi number three. We're number four from a 47 down to a 43, which is about the same drop that the Humper had, but still includes that grotesque. Not going to make any difference because we still had a bad January. Right. So if we're hoping to hop on that bandwagon, forget about it. 
4-3, tied for fourth with Radio Amor, which went from a 3 to a 4-3. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No spigot and glace. That's the new Arbitron deal. We only interview people uh, of, of color and people who don't speak English. Man. Then life, then EDR, but nobody cares about the rest of this. What about middays on uh, INZ? Scare America, Al Franken. Huh? Let's say Radio Suave, they know speaking English, come uh, Colombian station. 2-3 to a 2 eight. They're climbing rapidly. The Medellin cartel is forcing Colombians to listen to it. INZ from a 3-0 down to a 2-4. Wow, what a drop-off, huh? I guess, I guess this wasn't just what you called your... Um, it, it was only a good month for right-wing talk. You know, IOD. Mm. Waxy stayed at a 1-4. At least they're consistent midday. A 1-4, they're like 24th. They're like basically almost off the year. Nice going, Joel. Bringing in that uh, Sid Rosencrantz guy from New York. That put him over the top. 3-7, to seven, WYOD is still number one. The Sh- uh, uh, Schmidtmeister. I know. 6-1 to a 6-2, number one. CMQFM, EDR, Radio Amor, Radio Suave, all the Colombians all the time. Uh, men in black, uh, where the hell are we in the afternoon? Oh, my God. Keep going. Where the hell are we? We're keep not even on the pages. next page. No, keep turning pages, like I said. INZ from 3-9 to a 3-1, which I don't even know what the hell I got on in the afternoon after Al Frank, and this is 3 to 7 p.m. in men. Look at that. Radio Mambi, uh, Hot, Magic. Uh, oh, my goodness, from 11th to 20th, from a 3.5 to a 2.5, from a 3.5 to a 2.5, from 3 to 7. And then, Waxy, from a 2.2 to a 1.8, they dropped their 2.2 because it was uh, falling off, and they got a 1.8. So we beat them there, but uh, kind of like nip and tuck, as Greg Kotex would say, and that really tight pull he took in the Herald. And then at night, nobody cares. Okay, that's it. Sorry to uh, pass along all the bad news. Not not good. Not at all good. Nice going, Clarence. And, of course, that afternoon, I, th- I think it's really very helpful that we don't have, like, anybody on in the afternoon from 2 to 4. Mm-hmm. I think that's tremendously helpful. Really, really good programming maneuvers to have, like, a revolving door so that we don't have somebody that people can identify with. Oh, guess who we got on today? Well, we don't know. Well, we don't either, but you know, one of those deals. But, nevertheless, we just continue. Just get the checks going. A week from today is payday, Clarence, and that's, that's it. That's all I care about. It's uh, probably just as well you didn't look at that nighttime number. Why is that? The evening uh, number. Well, it's hockey. There was nothing else going on. We never do anything in the wintertime at night. What do we got going on at night? We got nothing. Panther hockey. I mean, I, I can, all right, I'll look at it just to humor you. I'll take well, a look at it. not a good idea. Don't do it. No, I'll do it. WYOD, a 5-5. Wanna... Boy, I'll tell you, the right wingers are just really whipped up to a frenzy now. 2-7 to a 1-6 from tied for 14th to 20th. Now, what about the other guys across the street, the other sports nerd guys? They went from a 1-2 to a 1-0. Oh! Yeah, so we beat them, but not by much. I mean, let's face it. Once the Dolphins season was over, uh, that, that's it for sports. Until the Marlins and these exhibitions games don't count for squats. So uh, until next month, you can forget about sports. And I tried to tell you, nobody cares about that crap. I mean, oh, no, the Heat, you're very wrong. They're having a good year. No, you're wrong. Nobody cares about that. They don't care about Frank Haith and the U.M. They don't care, they don't care about any of that basketball stuff. It's a one-pony town. Josh knows that. They don't care about the Marlins either when you come right down to it. I mean, they give us a little bit of a goose there when they're on at night, but not a big number. Not like the Yankees do in New York or the Red Sox do in Boston or like any of those uh, real teams in real cities. No. They give us a little goose. And, of course, when you're coming in there with a 1-6 or something, how much of a goose do you need, you know? A Christmas goose. 11.56 at 5.60 WQM. Boy, I tell you, I remember the days we used to kick some serious Rectum. ass, baby. We used to be dangerous. 
We used to be dynamic. We used to have an audience man that could fill the Orange Bowl, the uh, PP Park, the uh, Pompano Park, Gulfstream, Calder, Flagler, Hollywood Dog Track, right? Right. Could fill up every venue, the Mac Arena, and now you could put our audience in a phone booth, and then you can uh, divide that by five, and then you got the guys across the street. You know, there's Jefferson Pilot, and then we're Autopilot. Working really well, Joe. Keep it up. Four minutes till noon at QAM. Beach Ford has gone, man. It's madness in March all this month at Beach Ford. They've just missed having a record month last month, so they plan to break that record this month. Right now, extended cab Ford 150s are as low as 249 bucks a month with 995 bucks down, plus fees with approved credit and 39-month lease. Madness in March at Beach Ford means you must be mad. You must be nuts if you don't take advantage of rebates and discounts of up to 10 grand on all new and used vehicles. If you're not in the market for a new car, but you know somebody who does, send them into Beach Ford, even if it's a stranger on a street corner, because if they take delivery in March, Beach Ford will send you 200 bucks in cash. That money comes from Beach Ford's advertising budget, so it absolutely, positively will not affect your friend's price. Whatever you do, don't miss out on this once-a-year event. It's Beach Ford's Madness in March, and it's going on right this moment. Extended Camp Ford 150 is as low as just 249 bucks a month. Discounts and rebates of up to $10,000 and 200 bucks just for referring a friend. So hurry your ass in there. Beach Ford, two miles east of the Golden Glades on 163rd Street and West Dixie Highway. Tell Paul that Neil sent you by to Beach Ford. You'll love your Beach Ford experience or else. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. Dubai. 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 Your shipping horse will buy. Dubai. Dubai. You win. Fidels must die. Dubai. Oh, yes. Who may hate us? But Bush will have his way. Oh, Dubai. We will make you die. We've been in for such a long time. With the Bush crime family hoes, I ask you what would be safer than an unchecked breaker with a suitcase on board?
I'm dying out here. Yeah, you can say that again, boy. We really sucked in this book, in this trend. And, of course, the other guys across the street suck even worse. So that's all our people care about. Oh, look at them. They're going back down. Yeah, but what's going to happen when that November drops off? For us, it'll help a little bit. But for them, it'll be like a goose, you know? It'll give them a good kick in the ass. They're not doing much. In fact, you put the uh, sports segments together from both stations, and maybe that makes a number, you know? Put them all together. Right. So I'm thinking uh, very seriously. Let's uh, let's just change the format. Let's go all music, oldies. Put that damn waxy right off the air. Put that Ron St. John out of business. I mean, don't take it personal, Ricky Ticky. Uh, you know, because we know how good music sounds on AM, and especially with my great taste in music and little assistance from George and Josh, we could kick their ass. Yeah, that's right. Set the world on fire. Nine hundred and sixty-eight votes. I told you we'd make a thousand today. It's just barely noon. Just noonish. What do you believe about nine eleven? The Bushies allowed it to happen. Three hundred eighty-three. Almost 40%. We'll never know 238. What about my pet goat? What about it? It was only Al-Qaeda 206. The neocons were behind it 87. You know, people like Richard Pearl. Mm-hmm. The PNAC people like Jeb Bush. That's right. And Paul Wolfowitz and William Crystal. That crowd of uh, Farbis and Agoyim. Billy Crystal was in on it. Saddam Hussein was involved 21. I hate this Paul, uh, this Paul Pool 17. And the CIA done it 16, 916. Nobody voted for the dog done it yet. Maybe the dog done it. Okay, so that uh, gets us up to date. The van is there right now at the uh, Shell gas station in Sheridan Street, just west of I-95. I'm sure that on every break we'll be getting an update. We already got 100 bucks so far. But... 100 bucks already? They just got there, I would assume. That's a good start. We're getting up to gives us 8,800. We're like on the verge of 9,000 already. The goal, at least, let's get over the 10,000 mark by the end of the show. That should be pretty simple. Right for it? the week? That would be nice. Yeah. Ten grand would be a nice round figure by the time we leave it, too. Well, I mean, maybe that's a little bit unrealistic. You know, that requires another 1,200. No, nah, we can do that. Yeah. Two hours? Absolutely. Condi sweats for the cameras, baby. Never let them see you sweat. Yeah, right. Condoleezza Rice, the nation's top diplomat, is appearing in a three-part TV interview in which he rides a bike, works on her abs, pumps iron, and talks about her weight. Hey, Condi. You fairy. Public figures usually don't go public when they work on their figures, though when they do, it can help humanize their images. President Bush is sometimes photographed trying to stay fit on his bike, and President Clinton took some high-profile jogs. But secretaries of state, a job most people associate with the stiff, inscrutable language of diplomacy, three days on TV in the gym? It's hard to picture her predecessors, Colin Powell or Madeleine Albright, doing the same. How about Warren Christopher or Alexander Haig? Not likely. Samantha Von Sperling, a New York-based image consultant whose customers include politicians, was skeptical. She admires Rice, but finds this all to be a bit Oprah-esque. It just strikes me as, what's the point, she said. Why do I need to see her in spandex? It has nothing to do with the quality of her mind. And if she were a man, they wouldn't have asked her to do the story in the first place. Others argue that given the nation's weight problem, some role modeling couldn't hurt. It's enormously encouraging to other folks who have very busy lives, said Alicia Moog-Stahlberg, executive director of Action for Healthy Kids, a coalition of more than 40 health and education agencies. The first segment aired Wednesday in Washington, NBC affiliate. Now all the people working on their belt line inside the beltway can see how the Secretary of State does it. Rice gets up at 4.30 in the morning. She exercises every day, no matter where in the world she is. The interview shows her in a State Department gym sweating in ordinary workout clothes. At one point, Rice is on a mat, isolating her abdominal muscles, listening as her ex-Marine trainer tells her to find the right balance. When I'm on the road, I absolutely schedule time to get up in the morning exercise first, she said, fresh off her tiring trip to the Middle East. So is this uplifting on becoming? Either way, Rice may be playing to a converted audience. Wednesday, segment aired at 5.45 in the morning. <laughs> oh. 
Condoleezza. Let's play the original one right now. Come on, you can do it. I got it. Let's get this madness over with, especially with numbers like that. You want to know what they did in the other day parts in uh, January? Okay. To put it bluntly, we all sucked, okay? But I'll tell you, I can extrapolate it before Clarence comes in. Of course, he won't come in here anyway now. He's, he's busy plotting and planning. He's on the phone on the bat line with Joyce. Let's see. Mornings, the humper uh, went from a 3.5 in December down to a 2.1, a precipitous decline, a grotesque number. We went from a 5.4 in December to 3.7, also a precipitous decline, but uh, almost double the other numbers uh, the rest of the day. Uh, afternoon, 3 to 7, went from a 3.1 in December to a 2.3 in January. That's 3 to 7. And I'm sure that the 3 to 4 hour didn't help Mr. Mad Dog at all. You know, our revolving dough in January that we ain't got no mo. In fact, when did mo, when did mo depart? I give up like a month. No, seriously, this still includes the Momeister. Oh. Okay, yeah, you're right. Aha. Aha. So there's like a little ray of hope right here. Dun, 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 dun. So the uh, 10 to 3 and uh, 3 to 7, it like includes two hours of like uh, oh. numbers. Maybe. I mean, you know, we don't want to like pick on poor Mo now that he's gone and kick him in the head. Kick him in the muskrat. Do we? Uh-huh. Oh. Do we? We want to kick him. Absolutely. Down. So there you go. So that's uh, whatever that is. But it's still no matter how you slice it, it uh, it's smelly old halibut. It's not really good. We've got a lot of work to do, baby. We've got a lot of work to do. Now with this new regime, confidence is high. We know that we're really going to attack uh, from all angles. We're going to bring back all the fart sounds. And we're going to like uh, really uh, get back to being the humorous, amazing uh, show that we used to be. Right. We're going to grow a gigantic pair like Harry Elefante. Am I right? Like a big right. gigantic hippo. That's what we need to do. Let's get our balls back. No matter what Donald Shalevi says about that, get a pair. Get a get a pair. Don't you think that would help? Oh, are you kidding me? Don't get me started. Right. We need the balls of a hippo. It's not just Hank Goldberg. It's a hippopotamus. That's what we need. Wait till you hear this story. I'm just rolling it, aren't I? Yesterday and today, I got a whole. I got that Catherine Harris story. He's caught in a fallout from a bribery scandal. Oh, is he playing? Ray Bellashay is just standing down there. Is he playing, Catherine? Look out! Look out now! In fact, even why Mike is saying, my, my, look out. What Bush was told about Iraq. Oh, Dobson, Alito sent a thank you note to uh, James Dobson, that Farbison right-wing religionist, bigot. I got a million good stories in here. I guess if I probably plowed right through them, I'd uh, George the Unready by Paul Krugman, I may get to that. Ooh. What? No, that sounds cool. He's talking about you. I know. I wasn't ready. Soft drinks found to have high levels of cancer chemical. Now, that's bad oh, because it's chemical. you know me. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm drinking my caffeine-free diet Pepsi here right now. I drink this stuff by the gallon, sure. and evidently it's not good for you. I've switched to uh, water. I know that sounds revolutionary. Really? Yeah, I drink bottled water. Well, when are we going to start getting some of that good water that uh, you brought uh, to my house? Oh, yeah, I haven't heard what anything is... more about that. Oh, I see. Gabby. blind man. Come on, Gabby, where's our water? I'm paying for Gabby? this stuff. Who's Gabby? Gabrielle. Loud. Oh, I thought you were talking about Gabby Hayes. Yeah, that's who I'm talking about. Traces of a carcinogenic chemical have been found in soft drinks at eight times the level permitted in drinking water was revealed last night. Eight times the level permitted in drinking water. Tests conducted on 230 drinks, 230 man. on sale in Britain and France, have identified high levels of benzene, a compound known to cause cancer, according to the Food Standards Agency. This is from the Times UK, eh? There's a legal limit of one part per billion of benzene in British drinking water. The latest test revealed levels of up to eight parts per billion in some soft drinks. And, of course, people are saying, well, that's the Brits. It ain't no different. That's the same crap. Believe me. They got the same stuff. 
Benzene has been linked to leukemia and other cancers of the blood. Traces found in Perrier water 15 years ago led to withdrawal of more than 160 million bottles worldwide. The disclosure has prompted food safety campaigners to demand that the government reveal which products contain benzene. At present, the drink's identities haven't been revealed yet. Well, I want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. Am I drinking benzene or what? By the gallon. Rich, at least you'll be embalmed pretty well by the time you croak. That's right. Pickled. Pre-pickled. That's good. Richard Watts of Sustain. Well, like you said, all those grave robbers rubbing their hands together waiting for me to croak. You know, inheriting all of my money. Mm-hmm. So then they won't have to waste it on uh, embalming. That's right. Of course, well, you don't have to worry about getting embalmed when you're cremated. That's what I want to be. I'm going to sprinkle my ashes at uh, Woodbine. Oh, we wanted to uh, smear them on our forehead. You can do that. It's too late. That was, uh, <laughs> that was Wednesday. By the way, don't forget it was Ash Wednesday Wednesday. It's still not too late to smear a few asses. Richard Watts of Sustain, a pressure group, Sustain, I'm sorry, <clears throat> a pressure group lobbying for better food standards, said that this should be done urgently because the drinks were being marketed to chillins. The scientific evidence is unclear about whether there's any safe levels of benzene. We see no reason why it should be different from the designated safe level in drinking water. If it's unsafe in drinking water, why should it be safe in soft drinks? Maybe all that acid in the soft drinks kills it. Like when you stick a penny in a bottle of soda, you know? Right. What is this? Jay in Gainesville says, I love the facts to Neil and tell you guys how great it is. I think that you've lost change on your site. Problem is I got no fax machine. I need a good, I need a good machine, man. Oh, so he emailed you, right? Right. And, that forwarded and you faxed to you. it to me. Yes. I have it in the power of nightmares on my site, and I think that those things are required reading, so thank you so much. They ought to be required, but the problem is most of the people out there aren't looking at them. They could care less. Pentagon strike, all of those things. They're on our website. Those are the things that over the weekend you people should be watching and just just uh, won't know whether to scream or peel a banana. By the way, something, please get someone to turn off the Marlins announcement about returning to regular broadcasting. No. It's killing me. And screw Joyce and Fire Norma. Joe Bell is a patsy. Is that patsy or pansy? I ordered a CD, too, and I love the cover. Thank you, Jay. Covered all Jay the bases. Gainesville, of all places. Please get out of there soon, Jay, before it's too late. That's a horrible place. I've never been there, though. It's all right. I've been there. A lot okay. of ivy-covered buildings and whatnot. Yeah, a lot See, of college kids up there, a lot of really horny college exactly, kids. That's exactly. the kind of place I like. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I've had some good times up there. In All right. right. Let's like, go to Gainesville. Likewise. All right. Let's do the show from Gainesville for a couple right. of weeks. Make some strong gains in As long as I don't have to go down there to South Florida, man. Oh, what a horrible, horrible place. You have no idea how much. In fact, I hate South Florida like benzene. Really? I really do. I probably shouldn't put it in those terms because it's not good. But take a look at just a 3-7 in January. Of course, nobody got any number. We just uh, we got screwed. The tattoo. That's a good way to look at it. All the right-wingers got the diaries. There were no sports people. And, uh, you know, it's strictly uh, it's IOD all over again. You know, it's Rush and uh, the Schmidtmeister and Schmidtmeister and Rush and on and on it goes. And, of course, compound that with the fact that nobody who speaks English got any diaries. And that kind of fits into the same category. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It always works out that way. When the no spigoty English crowd get most of the diaries or return most of the diaries, then the right wing talk shows are the right. ones that get the big numbers. Well, they're one and the same, aren't they? Exactly. Exactly. Incredibly. My point precisely. That's right. Nine hundred and four ninety-four votes. Boy, we're right on the precipice. When we come back from the break, we'll have over a thousand. Man, don't you feel nine ninety-seven? Oh, thank heaven for seven eleven. Or as the neocons are saying, oh, thank heaven for nine eleven. What do you believe right. about 9-11? 997 votes. The Bushies allowed it to happen. 395. We'll never know. 245. It was only Al-Qaeda. 245. It was either Al-Qaeda or Al-Goldstein. The neocons were behind at 91. Saddam Hussein was involved. 21 of the dumbest people on the face of the earth. Either that or just being comedians. The uh, CIA did it 17. I hate this poll. Only 17. 
Well, that's interesting. Only 17 people hate this pool because it's something 998 people ought to be thinking about. Ought to be watching uh, Loose Change Parts 1 and 2 on our website and Pentagon Strikes and uh, The Power of Nightmares. All of these uh, All of these things. things. I don't think Power of Nightmares is on there anymore, is it? Uh, but you well, can the, find it. The links uh, didn't work anymore, so we took them right. off. The links? What about the um, people Panthers? can find it. All uh, they got to do is search, and it's downloadable. I, think I once had a Lynx. Did you? What kind of a car was that? A Lynx? I, no, it wasn't a car the, that I bought. It was given to me to use for a while from some uh, dealer I had back in the day. Ford product, isn't it? Yeah, a Lynx. A little red Lynx. It was okay. You had to pedal it, kind of. Yeah. Twelve fourteen at QAM. Hey. This is Dan Rather, former CBS Evening News anchorman, and now a punchline. My former network's inability to find a suitable replacement for me demonstrates my true genius and complete and total domination as an on-the-air talking head. But let us speak about some of the names who have been mentioned to replace me. First, Bob Schieffer. Nice enough man, but please, he's got less hair than Madonna's armpits. And everyone knows you can't conduct a train if you use Rogaine. Another name that has been bandied about is John Roberts, who currently anchors the Sunday CBS Evening News. There's a reason he's been on Sundays for so long. Plus, he's Canadian, and everyone knows when the camera light goes red, it can't be a hosehead. Then there's Scott Pelley from 60 Minutes. He was the guy who helped me make up the story about President Bush, I think. Plus, he's skinnier than Kelly Ripper. And everyone knows you have to have a meaty can if you want to be the man. And let's go from the ridiculous to the sublime. The front runner to succeed me seems to be current Today Show co-anchor Katie Couric. When I first heard her name in the same sentence as mine, I threw up in my mouth a little bit. This person thinks real news is announcing the individual weight of each of J-Lo's butt cheeks. Plus, her head's too small. Her eyes are too close together, and she reeks of Gina Tay. When charged with the awesome task of replacing an icon, it's important to remember, you can't. You can only hope to find someone who isn't bald, Canadian, skinny, or so completely self-centered, she thinks her name should be part of the Pledge of Allegiance. For now, this is Dan Rather signing off and reminding you, a whistle is to blow, a gong is to bang, and Katie Couric has about as much to offer the world as a frog with pins in its extremities laying on a high school lab table. This is Dan Rather. Thanks, Dan. Boy, we sure miss him badly. I don't know who we miss worse, Bubba or uh, Danny Boy. Maybe Bubba. the two of them together. Even though. Well, 19 to QM, there's that Jim Clancy from CNN International who's done a, a turn to the right, a far right. Anyway, how much we got? i tell you if I got another update. Well, see, this, this business of, like, them slacking off out there, I thought if we're going to do it on every break, fine. I may be a little bit over at the top, you know, or maybe we just don't have any more than we had. Right, that's possible. Yeah, at that location, if we only got 100 bucks at this point, boy, we've got real tourists, man. We're never going to get to, like, 9,000, much less 10. The van is at the Shell gas station on Sheridan Street just west of I-95. You know something? Maybe this has to do something with those numbers we just got, that trend. You know what I consider those numbers to be? P-O-P. -P. You know what that stands for? Uh, pop? Puke on a plate. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well. That's that's how I envisioned those numbers that just came in. Really bad. Awful. I never Awful. heard that one before. And we didn't even have no hurricane in January. We can't blame that hurricane. That factor was right. Kids quit blaming the hurricane. I mean, like, some people actually had their power back. Some people. 
5670560. We're not taking any calls, but I like practice giving the numbers out. Pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Lines. We got 140 now. Well, well what is that? What uh, is that? Stinky. That is pathetic. There should be people lined up from uh, that location all the way to uh, uh, the Turnpike. It's a long, long way west. I don't think the Turnpike goes on Sheridan Street, does it? Yeah, yeah, it does. No. No, it does not. I'm thinking. No. It does not. No. Like I said, all the way from there to uh, 95, which is about, what, two blocks? block? A block. No, they ought to be lined up out there. The, uh, let me say it again. If, this, if the week is going to end like this, with these horrible trend numbers that we just had, these rating numbers, which are enough to make you want to vomit, to puke up last year's kishki, and, uh, and we're not going to have any, I mean, and it just goes to show you, we had the euphoric day on Wednesday, and then the last two days we've been joiced royally. I mean, my roids are like popping like uh, rubber bands. I feel like the rubber band man. Oh, don't play it, please. And we, then we get that almost six grand online already, which is, I never dreamed we'd do that like in a couple of days, you know. Did you? No, I didn't. Now, I realize that's like, you know, right out of the box. It's obviously going to slow down some. It's like anything else, like when you have a grand opening and then all that's of a sudden right. things... Oh, that, that sounds like the spinners to me, the spinners. George is right. spinning the tunes. That's what we're going to be doing is playing and spinning a lot of right. tunes from now on. Sitting all oldies all the time. Oh! Eat your heart out, Ricky Ticky. We're going to kick your ass. We can talk them up, too. Oh, and see, you stopped it. He was just about to start. See? Very Perfect nice. talk up, baby. I can't even barely hear that damn thing, and I talked it up. Well, anyway. Playing off the computer, you know, it's low. It's all I got. see. So 140, man. So we got 8840. That's not looking. We need, uh, oh, boy. I don't want to think about it. Naples. Oh, you think the only bad thing on the West Coast in Naples is the Beasleys, right? You ain't heard nothing yet. We've talked about this before, but here's the upchuck and the update. Domino is founder. This guy is like this. You know, it's just the people who consider themselves the most religious and the most godly, mm -hmm. they are the worst bigots on the face of the That's earth, right. okay? And they're justified. The most bigoted, nasty bastards. If Domino's Pizza founder Thomas S. Monahan has his way, a new town being built in Florida will be governed according to strict Roman Catholic principles with no place to get an abortion, pornography, or birth control. The town of Ave Maria is sung by Johnny Mattress. Hey, Johnny. You fairy. Shown in this artist rendering will include a large cathedral. Oh, boy, it's bigger than God, this cathedral. It's like the Crystal Cathedral in California, you know, that Reverend Schuler. The pizza maggot is bankrolling the project, released 250 million bucks, and calls it God's will. I wonder if he's talking about... Oh, God! Civil libertarians say the plan is unconstitutional and are threatening to sue. The town of Ave Maria has been constructed around Ave Maria University, the first Catholic university to be built in the United States in about 40 years. They should call it Farbison University, F.U. Cute. Both are set to... I like that P.O.P., puke on a plate. In fact, you know that plastic puke? We've all seen that. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I, that's what I, instead of the ratings, just put that on the plate, the plastic puke. Both are set to open next year about 25 miles east of Naples in southwestern Florida where the Beasleys and Joyce are hanging it out and where they're, like, devastating everybody in their wake. I think what we ought to do if we want to goose the number on this show back up there is really put a clamp down on everything. Not let us say anything, play anything. Just sit there and... Instrumental we, stuff, man. Huh? Nothing but instrumental melody. I like that instrumental deal. In fact, I may crank that baby up again from yesterday. Now, you're back again with that uh, pan flute. Uh, I love the, the pan flute. Is that too far? <laughs> no, it's uh, America Manta. Saddest no. looking bunch of Andean Indians you ever saw. I'll be damned. Kazimfar. That's right. Zimfar, master of the romantic slide whistle. 
<laughs> we could do that. Yeah. And probably still get a bigger number than the cross the street guys. There we go. A little instrumental time, just like going to the ball game yesterday. Everybody sing, come on, you can do it. I'll start singing it though. Here we go. Anyway, that, that could be the new format. Sure. Anyway, getting back to the town of Ave Maria. Oh, my God, this is just sick. The town and university, developed in a partnership with the Baron Collier Company, an agricultural and real estate business, will be set on 5,000 acres with a European-inspired town center, a massive church the size of Mount Rushmore, and what planners call the largest crucifix in the nation, and nearly 60 feet tall. Well, I bet you Jesus will like that one. Maybe even the Virgin Mary will show up on these stained glass windows of this church. Sure, a big target. Monaghan envisions 11,000 homes and 20,000 residents. During a speech last year at a Catholic men's gathering in Boston, a men's gathering in Boston, sure. Monaghan said that his community stores will not sell pornographic magazines, pharmacies will not carry condoms or birth control pills, and cable TV will have no X-rated channels. Probably all have the Pope channel on 24-7. Homebuyers in Ave Maria will own their property outright, but Monaghan and Baron Collier will control all commercial real estate in the town, meaning they could insert provisions and leases to restrict the sale of certain items, like those rubbers. Oh, my God, even on wet days, you can't wear them rubbers. I believe all of history is just one big battle between good and evil. I don't want to be on the sidelines. Monaghan, who sold Domino's Pizza in 98 to devote himself to doing good works, said in a recent interview in Newsweek. Robert Falls, a spokesman for the project, said Tuesday that attorneys are still reviewing the legal issues and that Monaghan had no comment in the meantime. If they do attempt to do what he apparently wants to do, the people of Naples and Collier County, Florida, are in for a whole series of legal and constitutional problems and a lot of litigation indefinitely into the future, warned Howard Simon, executive director of the ACLNU of Florida. Florida Attorney General Charlie Crist you fairy. said it will be up to the courts to decide the legalities of the plan. The community has the right to provide a wholesome environment, he said. But wouldn't that be great to have a gay Republican governor? Hey, Charlie, you go. You fairy. If someone disagrees, Charlie said, they have the right to go to court and present facts before a judge. I wonder if Charlie likes to be called Charlie or Chuck. Governor, fat-ass Governor Jeb Bush at the site's groundbreaking earlier this month lauded the development as a new kind of town where faith and freedom will merge. And that, of course, is your good old Catholic governor to create a community of like-minded citizens. Bush, a convert to Catholicism, did not speak specifically to the proposed restrictions. While the governor does not personally believe in abortion or pornography, the town and any restrictions they may place on businesses choosing to locate there must comply with the laws and constitution of the state and federal governments, Russell, Russell Schweiss, a spokesman of the governor, said this week. Francis Kissling, president of the liberal Washington-based Catholics for a free choice, likened Monaghan's concept to Islamic fundamentalism. Now we're getting a little warmer. Now you've got your thumb on it. This is un-American. Un-American, Kissling said. I don't think in a democratic society you can have a legally, owned, a legally organized township that will seek to have any kind of public service whatsoever and try to restrict the constitutional rights of citizens. How do you like that? Don't confuse these people with the facts, man. They're people of yeah. faith. They are morons, okay? They believe in all that mumbo-jumbo, and they walk around with lots of schmatas on. This is Neil Rogers. Like this is 560 QAM. It's Dave! Oh-ho! In Miami. Hey, hello, baby. Looking good. Well, I never. 
Hey, baby, you want that falafel to go with that shake? How dare you? Let's rearrange the Arabic alphabet and put you and I together. <laughs> Men are such pigs. I lost my phone number. Can I have yours? <laughs> How rude. If I say you have a nice body, will you hold it against me? <laughs> Leave me alone. That's a beautiful burqa you're wearing. It would look even better crumpled in the ball on the floor of my cave. <laughs> beat it. Yeah. Just beat it. 1231 at 560 WQM. I bet we're up to 200 bucks over there at the van, you think? I think, but I don't know. Oh, oh wait, here's the phone. Phone's right here's there. the phone right there. See, they're right on top of it. The break just ended, so they're a little bit slow. So they're probably dealing, with, 30 they're probably dealing with the throngs of people lined up all the way out there to, uh, uh, yeah, the, the turnpike is out there on Sheridan, isn't it? No. Well, I mean, you can go west and the turnpike is there, but there's no uh, entrance or exit. Get out of here. I'm, all right. Sterling? Uh, Hollywood, and I think the next uh, yeah, one just Hollywood. Yeah. The Hollywood next Boulevard. Lord knows where, like Sunrise or something. I have Are no you idea. sure? Well, it, it's, uh, I'll tell you what, it takes me back. Oh, that's right. When I used to go in 95, I used to go to one. We worked at Paxson. There's a Those Griffin the glory also. days. Huh? There's a Griffin also. By the way, we only have 180. Oh. Well, don't say it. And so, do you hear the way he said that? Well, I don't blame him for being dejected. Like somebody just shot his puppy right dog now. or something, yeah. man. You sound de- depressed. Don't get depressed. Yeah. Too late. Don't have that. Don't have that Joe Belly fetus attitude. Oh, we better call up Joyce and see what she says about you know like that. Be a little more positive, man. Look at what happened the other day. I pushed and I prodded and I beat him over the head and all of a sudden, bada bing! It's only twelve thirty for crying out loud. Those people, you think they're all live within a block of there like George? Nobody lives out there. Who the hell lives on Sheridan Street anyway? Bunch what, of that's a busy street. What are you talking about? Get out of here. Goya, what are you talking Jews. about? Go eat that deli. Old it's Jews. Central out there. Is it really? Well, I mean, that's why we got no. Uh, I mean, it's Shabbos coming up at sundown, man. They're getting ready to go to Shul and put their shmatas on. My shmatas are better than your shmatas. That's the new deal. It's all a question of headgear. That's the whole world, man. It's just a battle of headgear. New leadership crisis as Iraq descends into Arna anarchy. I don't want to get you depressed with that. It's, uh, you know, they're doing oh, we're Everything fine. is going real well over there, okay? Freedom's on the march. 180, that means we got like about almost nine grand, right? Right. Almost 8,900. Okay, I'll I tell you one thing. If we if we can't even get to a thousand bucks by two o'clock today out there at that location, then we know that all is lost. In fact, I just I don't want to get you guys really depressed, but I wouldn't start budgeting any bonus money into your plans for the next several months. Me. Yeah, because I'm sure not. I think those glory days are long since past. You know, they call them the salad days. Well, that's I right. think uh, the only salad we're going to get is from Johnny uh, John the Baker and from uh, mm-hmm. Howie's. Now that's the only shallage you're going to be getting. And maybe from Marcello with a shallage. And that's going to be it. So you better eat hearty all those free meals that come in all the time because, uh, boys, it's looking pretty grim for the future of this joint. Nice going, Clarence. You and the new regime. But then again, it's only January, you know. And they, they barely just come in then. Give them a little time, okay? Give Joe a chance to get both feet wet, for crying out loud. In fact, I'd go out there and get a garden hose is what I would do. You know, he's got a good sense of humor. And uh, next time you see him in the hallway, just smear his feet with, uh, you know, a little uh, H2O. I'll put a pan of water in front of his door. That would be a good idea. In fact, just put a puddle of water in front of the door. Maybe he'll slip on it. And then, of course, they'll call up Joyce. What do I do now, Joyce? Uh, poor Joe. You know, I feel bad. He's a nice guy. Like I t- But didn't I tell you right from the beginning? Yes. Who was the one? Who yeah, was the one that yeah. told you right from the beginning? Paper Tiger, baby. This is the Beasley's taking control now. They're at the realm. They're at the, the helm, whatever it is. They're at the Jesse helm. They've the, they got the thumb on the throttle, baby. And they got us throttled. We can't say crap. Just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, crap happens. That's right. Just when you thought we finally had gotten 
punched back and sh smashed in the head as much as we could. Now, all of a sudden, we take it to another level. And then we got that little uh, putz Clarence sitting in there. Oh, well, you can't play this because that's about the Beasley's and there's whips and uh, apples and uh, all this other stuff. Yeah, we got a couple apples for you, okay? In fact, he ought to be doing a green apple quick step right about now. Rectum. Clarence. And as far as that email that I supposedly received about that revi that revi uh, there, ain't, there ain't no email. Didn't exist. And how could there have been an email? Because he didn't recharge his BlackBerry when he went to do his basketball game. He didn't recharge his BlackBerry. He was in limbo doing a limbo rock. Right? Right. Didn't he call you? I got an email that I read to you. Oh, so how the hell did he email you if he couldn't email me? It was from a uh, computer, like at the library or something. I don't know. At the library he I'm went? I'm making it up. I don't oh, know. I got an email God. from some weird address. Maybe he went to one of those uh, Internet cafes or something, drinking a couple of uh, cafe lattes. Wait till you hear about Catherine Harris. Did you hear about her plane? Oh, brother. That plane, man, the plane is on a spiral. Catherine Harris caught in fallout from bribery scandal. Oh! Yes! There is a God. Still trying to gain momentum for her Senate run, U.S. Representative Catherine Harris is having to answer questions about a California defense contractor who prosecutors say illegally funneled thousands of dollars to her campaign in 2004. Like I said, it's a really good idea that we got Curtis and Bo and all these different people on in Gildy because uh, we can only go up. See, keep in mind that January, your buddy was still, do, 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 do. still around. Not that we're going to lay it off on him. The rest of the station sucked, too, okay? Don't want to put it on his bald head. He didn't help, though. Catherine <laughs> Harris, the former Florida Secretary of State who helped fix the 2000 presidential election, issued a statement yesterday saying she knowingly did nothing wrong in her association with Mitchell Wade, who has pleaded guilty to bribing a California congressman. She's caught in the fallout, eh? And look at that. On, on this page, this is from the Sun Sentinel. There's an ad. Fly nonstop to Tel Aviv. Oh, I wouldn't do it, Catherine. I think it's a setup. Friday, Wade admitted bribing U.S. Representative Duke Cunningham with more than a million dollars in gifts in exchange for the Republican congressman's assistance and getting $150 million in Defense Department contracts for his high-tech national security company. Wade faces up to 20 years in the slammer. They're all a bunch of crooks is what they are. Gypsies, tramps, and thieves, make no mistake about it. No wonder people only give a damn about American Idol and when are they going to get laid next. That's all anybody cares about. The hell with all this other crap. Sitting here reading all this stuff and we put that loose change on there and people are going to sit there and they're going to think about it. They don't care. All they want to do is try to stay alive, just like us. 30 years. Boy, it's a good thing. It's excellent timing. You notice right after mm -hmm. the end of that 30th anniversary show, and now it's like we just went over the edge of a cliff, like we're on the Titanic with Leo. God. Wade, MZM's former president, also admitted to making nearly $80,000. Oh, by the way, I understand that they're remaking um, Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Are Brett they? Butler, Leo DiCaprio, Scarlett O'Hara, J-Lo. Ooh. Is she going to play Wade, MZM's former president, also admitted to making nearly eighty grand in legal uh, campaign contributions and the names of MZM employees and their spouses to two other members of Congress, identifiable from Federal Election Commission records as Harris and Representative Herschel Good, Republican of Virginia. There's that Virgil Goody. Remember that song, Goody Goody, by Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers? Speaking of that, yep. Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers. Goody Goody. He did so to get around a law that limits campaign contributions to two grand per person. I bet you Chicken Eck remembers that. Goody Goody. I bet you don't have that. I bet you got Why Do Fools Fall in Love by Frankie Lyman, but not Goody Goody. You got it? Looking. Oh, what's all that? Wrong. What was that? Uh, Rockin' Good Way by Brooke Benton and Dinah Wood. Brooke Benton. Oh, my God. Is he still alive? I hope not. Brooke Benton. No, I don't have goody-goody. Well, good. You're in luck. Goody-goody. Well, we're up to 280. Goody-goody. 
See, I, what did I just tell you? Two eighty another the next the next sale will get us up to nine grand. We got eighty nine eighty is our total now. See, you have no uh, stick with it. And it's just like look at look at you, look at you. You got that Panthers thing. You were going over there putting a few bogus hours on your timesheet. Which, by the way, Deb, I faxed you my timesheet for February. Please don't lose it. Uh, anyway, uh, and you're you're off of that. Walks away. He had the Marlins gig over there, sitting there just uh, eating free pizza and patting uh, Dave Van Boring on the back, uh, convincing him he was doing a fine job, keeping him awake. He, he walks away from that. Whoa. Then you got this posh gig, which I got a nice check in the mail on the way to you, which will be there any day. And uh, and you're walking away from this. You're going over to Power to work for like ten grand a year. Am I walking away from this? I, I hope not. Away. I hope not. We sure had. I mean, after Beaner Boy for crying out loud, at least we got somebody who may not be a rocket scientist, but at least you're like stable compared Conscious. to what we had before. He's, he's upright, which is at good. least you show up plus. every day and you, you stand up straight and don't yeah, keep falling he, on the he's floor. He's vertical. Jeez. By the way, that Marlins thing was a scam because remember that he would be gone like two or three days a week because of that thing. Yeah. So we're glad he's not doing that anymore. Oh, me too. Crying out loud, we don't want him over there eating all that bad food at the state and making himself sick. And the food, the food over there does suck, okay? I don't care whether Wayne likes it or whoever don't like it. The food there blows. And you got to pay for it. And, and you got to pay for it. The only good thing they got there is Carvel. Not that Carvel is so good. No, no. And I'll tell you, when I, when I was doing those Dolphin games, when I had my paid season tickets, a nice hot fudge Sunday before the uh, Dolphin game always puts you in a nice mood. You know, got your blood sugar up to about 1,000. <laughs> yeah. With like extra maraschino cherries on it. That, that was a good thing. They would put as many cherries, put a whole bunch of cherries on it. Okay. They're cheap. Boy, things just ain't what they used to be. You know, those games with Fat Rich. I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to come back to town football season and go to a couple of games. They'll prop Fat Rich up in the seat next to me. And that'll mean an extra submarine sandwich all for me. All for me. He, he used to bring these subs, man. You know, one thing about fat people, us fat people, we know our food. Boy, I don't care what it is. And I'm not talking about gourmet food. I'm talking about good food, good just down home he, he used to, I forget the name of the place in Kindle, but he always mm. had a big sack of uh, sub sandwiches he'd bring to those Dolphin games. And before the game would start, uh, we'd sit there and just shovel them down our foot. Oh, man, those were good. I, I wish I knew the name of the place in Kindle. Captain, is it Captain Jimmy's? Does that sound familiar? That sounds like a, uh, a name. I think that's it. Boy, I'm telling all of a sudden, man, I'm as sharp as a tack. And you want to know why? Yesterday was one of the most aggravating days of my life. And I got that blood sugar down real good and my blood pressure down like it's so good it's scary. And I'm going to stay alive in spite of this company, in spite of Joyce. So, Joyce, you bitch. You idiot. You know, if you got spilkies, baby, don't look at me about it. You got your own problems and you made it. You made your bed and now lie in it, honey. Lie in it. Lay in it. And by the way, <laughs> prosecutors said Harris got $32,000 from employees who were reimbursed by Wade. That's your friend Catherine Harris of the fixed election fame. Wade targeted these two members of Congress because he believed that they had the ability to request appropriations funding that would benefit MZM. U.S. Attorney Kenneth Weinstein said last week, or is that Weinstein with an A? I doubt it, eh? In his plea agreement, Wade acknowledged dining with Harris at a Washington restaurant in 2005 to discuss a possible fundraiser for her and obtaining funding for a Navy counterintelligence program involving his company. The plan called for location in Harris's Sarisota district, the city of hate, Sarisota. Prosecutors in Harris have said she was unaware the donations were illegal, and she recently donated the money to a charity. Right, your mama. How do you like that? So Catherine Harris, she's got her toes. She got about she got about as much chance of getting elected dog catcher as uh, anybody. Senate my ass. So I, I hope the Republicans continue running a lot more candidates just like her. This is Neil Rogers. And we all take the same place. This is 560 QAM. Grandma's cave got blown up by a missile. Falling from. 
Seven at five sixty WQM. Curtis Stevenson at two. The award-winning Curtis Stevenson uh, for Mo Show. Mad Dog from Bonefish Max at four, and then six thirty we got that Panther crap. Uh, Panther uh, Panther stuff. Even the Fox News poll shows that most Americans oppose the port deal, and Republicans are sagging. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like Maud. They're sagging. Probably not that much. We can only hope. Most Americans oppose allowing a Dubai. Well, guess who uh, Larry had on last night? I watched four seconds of it. I, that channel changed so fast, like on autopilot. I don't know. Roseanne Barr. Ooh. Now, isn't she kind of like old uh, old news? Yeah, off the map. Man. Well, let's see. Well, first of all, Americans by this is the uh, what poll is this? Ron Brownstein from the L.A. Times. Americans, by greater than a three-to-one margin, oppose the proposed deal that would allow state-owned air firm to assume control of operations at several U.S. ports. An L.A. Times Bloomberg poll has found greater than three-to-one margin. You got that? Yeah, they don't care. And in their poll, the Bush approval rating fell to 38 percent. His disapproval rating rose to 58 percent. So all the polls show between like 34 and 39 percent for your president. President Dumbo, dimwit, dangerous. That's the problem. Too many D's with this guy. Dumbo and dangerous. We're going to see if there's any new, any new, um... Any nude what? No, any any new numbers in this particular... Well, the hell with it. There's new numbers out at Sheridan because we've got 320. 320, so we're like over uh, 9,000 now, you see? we got a shot at getting up to, what, 400 today? we got $9,020. We need 980 in the next uh, hour and 12 minutes to get to uh, 1,000, and we'll never make it. To get to 10 grand, anyway. Can we do it? You can do no. it. Well, we could do it if you folks would get out there and get with it. But evidently, you know, we've already we've already uh, siphoned enough money from the whole audience since one of those one day one shot deals. It's like Wednesday, you know. That was a wonderful. It's right off the highway, day. like thirty seconds from the highway exit. Yeah, it's right off I ninety five. It's right there, man. It's right where the old IOD used to be, the Paxson Building, right, right right where Jack Mark's parking space used to be. The van is at the Shell gas station on Sheridan Street, just west of I ninety five. It's right there, the QM van. You'll see it. Some strange people inside of it. And they got the uh, commemorative uh, CD. About 30, man. And T-shirt, 20 bucks a piece. The proceeds go to abandoned pet rescue. And we're over nine grand now, but it would sure be nice to get to ten grand by two o'clock or really close to it, right on top of it. Because, you know, whatever's coming in online will certainly already put us over the ten grand. See what I'm saying? Right. But I don't want to say that because if we no, were, oh, well, they already, you know, there's just another excuse for them to, like, slack off. I realize it's Friday, and most of you people aren't listening to us anymore anyhow, but that's okay. Remember when we used to be good? I do remember. Most Americans oppose allowing a Dubai company to run some U.S. ports. Now, this is the Fox poll. I know I, I just, I'm reading this because if they come up with these numbers, then you know that things are really bad for the Bushmeister and co. Even as a majority understands the U.S. would continue to control port security, according to a new Fox News poll. This is on the Fox uh, poll uh, website, the one that's got the swastika on it. Uh-huh. 
One in four Americans sees the UAE as a strong ally, but most either disagree or are unsure. The United Arab Emirates. Do you think that most people know what the hell that is or where it is? Get no. out of here. Get out of here. United Arab Emirates, my ass. In addition, the poll shows Republicans have lost ground on the issue of terrorism, and by a wide margin, voters now think it would be better for the country if the Democrats win control of Congress in this year's midterm election. Oh. Not great, but at least an improvement, okay? We know the Democrats suck, but they're less dangerous. For only the second time of his presidency, the poll finds that President Bush's overall approval of job rating has fallen below 40%. This is the Fox poll. 39% of Americans say they approve, and 54% disapproves. Last year, he had a record low of 38 36% in this poll. There's also one of only a handful of times that Bush's approval has dropped below 80% among Republicans. Today, 77% of Republicans approve. Uh, disapproval rating from Democrats went from 79% early February to 84% today. Among independents, his approval rating essentially is unchanged, 35%. The port controversy along the situation in Iraq, fully 81% of Americans think it's likely Iraq will end up in a civil war, appear to be taking a toll on Republicans, says Fox News, with several tears in their eyes. He's wiping his, ass, his eyes with these pages, my back pages. Remember that by the birds? Oh, I bet nope. you don't have that. Maybe you do. Look, and that's BYRD, right? Right. Oh, come on. No, I got uh, Mr. Tambourine Man walking in rhythm. Walking in turn, rhythm? Turn, turn, turn. Oh, I got the blackbird. Well, turn, turn, turn now. I don't have it. Oh, well, why not? It must not have been a big enough hit. Get out of here. I'm not going to pick up that book. I'm too old and dull. I've been, I've been yammering away here for almost uh, eight consecutive hours now. I had almost three yesterday. Like I said, six. Maybe we'll take some calls in last hour. What do you think? No. No chance. 1,078 votes. Not, not that I really, you know, starting Monday we'll go back and talk to the idiots and those are great callers again, but enough is enough for a couple of days. I'm giving myself a nice gift here. For my anniversary, especially after these two days of psychosis, after something that could have been handled very, very easily, like a mensch, talk a little bit, what's the problem with the thing, okay, no problem. I mean, let me, let me ask you this, seriously. Was there ever, and I want to find out one thing. I want to know the term, because you conveyed it to me, and I have a feeling it was your term. Was I having a hissy fit over the fact that he censored that bit? Was that your term or his? No comment. No, no, I want to know. It wasn't mine. So in other words, that was Clarence's turn. That, the email that you supposedly got that didn't that you didn't get was the email no, I that I read to you, yeah. which contained that term. So was I you wanted to know because I had an email on it. Was I having a hissy fit over the fact that there was uh, a How about if I print it up and send it to you? That, that would be good. I'd like to keep that. I'd like to keep that in my drawer that I'm keeping the uh, email I got from Joe Bell yesterday. And you were the one that insisted on hearing it because I, I told you, right. hey, we have an email saying, was I having a hissy fit? continue no, not that, to play that, that bit. That isn't the point. That's not the point. But it could have been handled very easily. But when I started to ask you, you know, in the past there have been those occasions, like when Duff was doing the stuff, which was certainly much more rational and much more like a mensch. Uh, there were times when they were said, oh, well, this is just, you know, and we thought, well, we don't know, but if we were told don't play it, we don't play it. You know, we got 50,000 other bits in there to play. Plus, we realized we can't say anything anymore anyhow. I think the day that it all went downhill is when we couldn't play the Sofa King anymore. That was the end. Mm -hmm. Maybe toward the end of the show. Paul Krugman writes in the New York Times, George the Unready. See, he's picking on you again. I know. Iraqi insurgents, hurricanes, and low-income Medicare recipients have three things in common. Each has been at the center of a policy disaster. In each case, experts warned about the impending disaster. And in each case, well, let's, let's look at what happened. Knight Ritter's Washington Bureau reports that from 2003 on, intelligence agencies repeatedly warned the White House that the insurgency in Iraq had deep local roots, was likely to worsen, and could lead to civil war. 
but senior administration officials insisted that the insurgents were a mix of dead-enders and foreign terrorists. Intelligence analysts who refused to go along with that line were attacked for not being team players. According to the U.S. News & World Report, President Bush's reaction to a pessimistic report from the CIA's Baghdad station chief was to remark, What is he, some kind of defeatist? Many people have now seen the video of the briefing Mr. Bush received before Hurricane Katrina struck. Much has been made of the revelation that Mr. Bush was dishonest when he claimed a few days later that nobody anticipated the breach of the levees, or is that levees? But what's really striking, given the gravity of the warnings, is the lack of urgency Mr. Bush and his administration displayed in responding to the storm. A horrified nation watched the scenes of misery at the Superdome and wondered why help hadn't arrived. But as Newsweek reports, for several days nobody was willing to tell Mr. Bush, who equates disagreement with disloyalty, how badly things were going. For most of those first few days, Newsweek says, Bush was hearing what a good job the feds were doing. Heck of a job. Now for one you may not have heard about. The new Medicare drug program got off to a disastrous start. Low-income Medicare beneficiaries around the country were often overcharged, and some were turned away from pharmacies without getting their medications in the first week of Medicare's new drug benefit, the New York Times uh, reports. How did this happen? The same way the other disasters happened. Experts who warned of trouble ahead were told to shut up. We can get a sense of what went on by looking at a 2005 report by the nonpartisan GAO on potential problems with the drug program, included with the report is a letter from Mark McClellan, the Medicare administrator. Rather than taking the concerns of the GAO seriously, he tried to bully it into changing its conclusions. He demanded that the report say the administration had established effective contingency plans, which it had not, and that it dropped the assertion that some people would encounter difficulties obtaining necessary drugs, which is exactly what did happen. Experts within the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services must have faced similar bullying, and unlike experts at the independent GAO, they were not in a position to stand up for what they knew to be true. In short, our country is being run by people who assume that things will turn out the way they want, and if someone warns of problems, they shoot the messenger. Or just their hunting partner. Some commentators speak of the series of disasters now afflicting the Bush administration. There seems to be a new one every week, as if it were just a string of bad luck, but it's not. If good luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity, bad luck is what happens when lack of preparation meets a challenge. And our leaders who think they can govern through a mix of wishful thinking and intimidation are never, ever... Prepared. This is Neil Rogers. Oh my God. This is 560 QAM. Boy, it's the one to two hour. Hey, Mark, stop faxing. Whatever it is, we already have it. Out, Mark. It's 1 o'clock at 560 WQM. Do you know where your children are? 
No. Why do they say that? What, what does that mean? That's, uh, that's old. I know it's a public service. Well, thing. so am I. Teacher on leave for anti-Bush remarks. Oh, and by the way, before I get to that, I did receive, here's a copy of that email. Now, you'll notice, hmm. and I have no idea what you blocked out or somebody his, crossed out. His real email address is obviously what's there, and you're the kind of bastard that would put that out on the air. No, I wouldn't. When the hell did I ever do that? Oh, it's not that you I, didn't. I did that to the guy from across the street, right. Alan Brown, but that's the, I wouldn't do that. So you're as bad as he is. I think you're in cahoots with that idiot. That's right, we're cahooting. Yeah, evidently. I think you're doing something. I don't know what it has to do with it. Rectum. Anyway, to George, and it, it, it has nothing to do with the me. It doesn't say to Neil or copy it, right? Am I correct? Well, he doesn't want to hear from you. I mean, you don't want to hear from him. That's what I meant to say. If it has to do with something that uh, is on the air, going to be on the air or not, of course, how the hell, in other words, i got to get it all by you, even on a f- email? Get Apparently. out of here. Childish. Just like this email. George, my battery died. I have no access to my BlackBerry. See, let me say it again. Take the charger, okay? Take the Dodge charger, like the one that was in um, Christine. Was that a charger? I don't remember. I don't think so. Or was it a Plymouth Fury? I think uh, you're thinking of Dukes of Hazard. No, I'm not thinking of Dukes of Hazard. I'm thinking of Christine with John Stockwell and that goofy kid with I the glasses that was, that was in. He was in the movie with Michael Caine and uh, what's your name? Dress uh, to Kill. Uh, Angie Dickinson. Right, Dress to Kill. That was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the same kid that played in Christine? Because of restrictions by Major League Baseball, we cannot stream Florida Marlins baseball here online at WQAM.com. When the Marlins game is over, we will return to regular programming here. throwing a hissy fit. Now, let me ask you something. When's the last time I threw a hissy fit over not being able to... including the one yesterday from our general mangler who says, I know we're going way over the top, but uh, that's what they want us to do. That's a good one to keep in your file, you know. We're way over the top. Teacher on leave for anti-Bush remarks. That's Sign America, baby. Aurora, Colorado. About 150 high school students walked out of class to protest the decision to put a teacher on leave while they investigate remarks he made about President Bush in class, including that some people compare Bush to Adolf Hitler. Well, I'll be more than glad to volunteer on that to bear out his case, wouldn't you? Okay. The protest, in fact, what was I reading before about uh, who was it? Uh, what with that cowboy hat? Stop faxing, Mark. Hey, Mark, stop it. Is this that Mark about yeah, a Christie guy? Yeah. Well, well, stop it. What is he faxing? Trying to fax a story that you already had. What is it? I don't know. He's just, um, I'm canceling the cover sheet. Stop doing it, Mark. I already got it. Okay, Whatever it I is, got we it. got it. And that goes for everybody else that faxes stories all day long. Whatever it is, you got it. Well, not necessarily. Once in a while we get something kind of interesting, like once every six I, months. I can't remember when the last, yeah. But anyway, 
uh, Jerry Spence with a cowboy hat. Wasn't he talking? Didn't he, isn't he writing a That's book called right, The Bolo Crash? Tie? Well, there you go. The protest came yesterday as administrators began investigating whether Overland High School teacher Jay Benish violated a policy requiring balancing viewpoints in the classroom, Cherry Creek School District spokeswoman Tustin Amelie said. It was peaceful. The students yelled, but there was no fighting, Emily said. Most of them did return to class. A telephone number listed for Benish, who's been teaching social studies in American history at Overland since 2000, has been disconnected. I can't imagine why. Sophomore Sean Allen recorded about 20 minutes of Benish's class during a February 1st discussion about Bush's State of the Union speech and gave the recording to his father, who complained to the principal, Emily said. Isn't Emily like a car wax? I thought it was what? a uh, oil? engine oil additive. Engine yeah, Emily, yeah. Some car schmutz. After listening to the tape, it's evident the comments in the class were inappropriate. There were no, no, not adequate opportunities for opposing points of view, she said. Deborah Fallon, spokeswoman for the Colorado Education Association, which represents about 37,000 union teachers, said it will not represent Benish because he's not a member, but that Benish has hired an attorney. Well, good. You go, man. You go, Jay. Tell it like it is. Tell those kids we got a Nazi uh, government. we got a fascist for president. Dumb and dangerous and devious. And dishonest. Anything with a D. And, of course, the vice president begins with a D, as in dangerous, dead-eyed dick. Speaking of a liar, what Bush was told about Iraq? Oh, no. This is from the National Journal. Two cl highly classified and I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to frame that uh, thing. I'm throwing a hissy fit. You know something? My life is very calm and very placid. The only time that I get all whipped out of shape is because of the same person that wrote you that email. And somebody needs to sit that, and I'm, I'm going to insist on this, somebody needs to sit this child down and either get him some emotional assistance or do something to stop with the insanity. Just like that outrageous call I got, that 20-minute lecture I got on Monday. Uh, unacceptable. Tell you what, uh, next week I'll bring my bong. Yeah, that, there, calm him down a little bit, okay? Right. Get him to mellow out. Just a couple of notches would be good. A couple of doggy downers would be excellent. Anyway, two highly classified intelligence reports delivered directly to President Bush before the Iraq war cast doubt on key public assertions made by the President, Vice President Cheney, and other administration officials as justifications for invading Iraq and toppling Saddam Hussein according to records and knowledgeable sources. The first report, delivered to Bush in early October 2002, was a one-page summary of a national intelligence estimate that discussed whether Saddam's procurement of high-strength aluminum tubes Cube. was for the purpose of developing a nuclear weapon. Among other things, the report stated that the Energy Department and the State Department's Bureau of Intelligence and Research believed that the tubes Cube. were intended for conventional weapons, a view disagreeing with that of other intelligence agencies, including the CIA, which believed that the tubes Cube. were intended for a nuclear bomb, una bomba. The disclosure that Bush was informed of the DOE and state dissents is the first evidence that the president himself knew of the sharp debate within the government over the aluminum Cube during the time that he, Cheney, and other members of the cabinet were citing the Cube as clear evidence of an Iraqi nuclear program. Neither the president nor the vice president told the public about the disagreement among the agencies. When U.S. inspectors entered Iraq after the fall of Saddam's regime, they determined that Iraq's nuclear program had been dormant for more than a decade and that the aluminum Cube had been used only for artillery shells. The second classified report delivered to Bush in early January 2003 was also a summary of national intelligence estimate, this one focusing on whether Saddam would launch an unprovoked attack on the U.S., either directly or indirectly, by working with terrorists. The report stated that U.S. intelligence agencies unanimously agreed that it was unlikely that Saddam would try to attack the United States 
except if ongoing military operations risked the imminent demise of his regime or if he intended to extract revenge for such an assault, according to records and sources. Prodding the hornet's nest, as a great philosopher once said. That would have done it. The single dissent in the report came again from the State's Bureau of Intelligence and Research, known as INR, which believed that the Iraqi leader was unlikely to conduct clandestine attacks against the U.S. homeland, even if his regime's demise is imminent as a result of a U.S. invasion. Remember that? He was going to use the chemical gas on our troops. That's the chemical right. Weapons. We and, all those oh, stories. gee, we don't understand. We don't understand why he didn't do it. Because he didn't and have the it. the field commanders have he orders. He yeah. have it. Oh. You don't got it. You can't use it. It's like a race. If you're not in it, you can't win it. On at least four earlier occasions, beginning in the spring of 2002, according to the same records and sources, the president was informed during his morning intelligence briefing, an intelligence briefing, <laughs> that U.S. intelligence agencies believe it was unlikely that Saddam was an imminent threat to the U.S. Eh? However, however, in the months leading up to the war, Bush, Cheney, and cabinet members repeatedly asserted that Saddam was likely to use chemical or biological weapons against the U.S. or to provide such weapons to al-Qaeda or another terrorist group. And this is a very long article. Uh, it's on our website. What Bush was told about Iraq. I think it's on there today, is it not? Josh, what do you know? I don't remember. How, how, what do we got, by the way? I'm 440. Huh? 4.40? See, we're plodding along. We got a shot of getting close to 1,000, uh, close to 600 by the end of the day. So what does that give us now? Another 120? 91.40. Now, we're not going to get to 10,000 by 2, but keeping in mind that between 4 and 6, that's going to be the secret weapon. Rock solid. The big O, Right. Right. Because I'm sure that there will be uh, trillions of people going out to see him at 8763 Sterling Road in Cooper City with our uh, Best of Neil CDs and commemorative T-shirts, a mere 20 bucks a piece for Abandoned Pet Rescue. CDs and T-shirts will be there with a big O for the grand opening of Sports Clips at 8763 Sterling Road, Cooper City, between 4 and 6 this afternoon. So we've got a double shot. At it. we got, we got a shot. Like Jimmy Johnson would say, we got a shot. As Dick Cheney would say, we got a shot. 11.08 on the poll, by the way. I think I'm going to read that email again. And then I'll throw a hissy fit. All right. You see, you're dealing with somebody who doesn't know how to deal with adults. That's the problem. When you've got somebody with a childish sports nerd mind who only knows what the score at a ball game is, he doesn't know how to deal with adults, how to talk to people who are, like, over the age of 10. Do you understand what I'm saying? Maybe he'd be a real good kindergarten teacher, you think? Well, I think it's all my fault, actually. And why is that? Oh, well, because I shouldn't have read that part of the email to you. Uh, in other words, you're going to like pick and choose whatever he. Uh, That's right. I'm going to cherry pick the email to, uh, to make sure that you don't no, throw that his. No, that would yeah. be unacceptable. See, because <laughs> obviously the question is: Is your loyalty to him or to me? Obviously. No, to him. That's right. We're cahooting. Oh, look at this. The Internet feed is going wacko. It keeps getting interrupted by that stupid-ass Marlins baseball disclaimer. The disclaimer is also playing during commercial breaks, giving the impression that you guys aren't on. Well, that's really good. Nice going back there, whoever's responsible for that. And that's certainly got to be an internal thing. Whoever's irresponsible for that? Yeah, who's irresponsible for that? Sounds like sabotage to me. Oh, at least three people injured by an SUV somewhere. Big story on CNN. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and there's four lost puppies in San Antonio. No wonder the Marlins aren't going there. Oh, good God. Anything except the truth. That's what they that's what they want to peddle to the American public. Anything except anything that's meaningful. That might make you question what the hell's going on around you. Now what were you just saying only a moment ago that got me so frosted? I don't know, you were throwing a sissy fit about something. Oh that's right, I'm gonna throw when we come back after the break I'm gonna throw a sissy fit. Ninety one hundred and forty bucks already. Now, I bet you with what we got on the uh, internets. 
Don't forget, you can order right off our website. And also on our website, please, you know, I know you won't you won't <laughs> read it. You, you won't look at it. Well, no, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. There, there's the occasional oddball out there that does give a crap. And we got the uh, picture there to cover the CD, which is really cute. And we got the place to click on our online store to order the stuff. And then underneath the poll, there's a uh, link, 9-11 Loose Change and Second Edition with Extra Footage. And if you have any uh, questions about what happened, if it ever uh, piqued your curiosity about what really went on there and about how those Twin Towers both happened to fall. And, of course, there are a lot of sources now saying that there were bombs placed inside the building. And, of course, mm-hmm. those mysterious exercises they had the week before, you know, mm-hmm. must have just been a coincidence. 1,112 votes. What do you uh, believe about 9-11? The Bushies allowed it to happen. Over 40%, 447 people say. We'll never know 270. It was only Al-Qaeda, 231. The neocons were behind it, 101. The neocons. Saddam Hussein was involved. 24 of the dumbest creatures who have ever crawled on the face of this globe. Saddam was involved. The CIA did it. I think Jesus done it. I think Moses and Muhammad done it. Uh Uh-oh, there goes the Arab street. The CIA did a 20. I, I hate this poll, only 19 out of 1,112 votes. Pretty good. Pretty impressive, we'll if take you it. ask me. Huh? We'll take it. I bet you when we come back, we'll have over 500 bucks today for uh, the uh, Shell station. Don't forget the van is at the Shell gas station, Sheridan Street, just west of I-95. Go there and just throw a whole bucket of money at those guys, and they'll leave town. Who's out there, by the way? Miguel. Oh, Miguel? Hey, listen, and Miguel's only got 440. You guys, my God almighty. You throw him an extra fin, and he might do something special for you. He'll dance a jig. That's right. He'll do a little, uh, no, he'll dance, uh, what are those, uh, like, uh, salsa dances? What do they call those? Like karaoke. Not karaoke. What do they call those? What do they call what? Those little uh, Mexican dances. Uh, like the Mexican hat dance? Like La Cucaracha. That's it. He'll do a Mexican hat dance. Somebody better bring him a hat. No, bring him a good schmata to put on, okay? QAM maracas. That's it. I'm, I'm wondering if this is... Oh, that's right. This is not the right. This is for the next break. I, I don't know because, of course, Troy Stratford's just AWOL. He didn't do nothing. And, and like Hank said this morning, isn't it great to see that the sales department's really shaping up? Nice going, Brian Schmutz, by the way. I got some copy from him. Hey, if you're hungry, I mean, really got a big appetite right now, then it's time to head over to John the Baker with two great locations for you. Oh, I bet you're wondering how I knew. Everyone you called since 2002 I know you had privacy before But thanks to me, you don't have it no more It's no big deal, don't have a cow Just because, yes, I can hear you now Don't you know that I heard it through your phone line Attorney General says it's just fine Baby, I heard it through your phone line Ooh, and pretty soon we'll read your mind You know it's coming, yeah Heard it through your phone line And we're hoping that you don't mind, baby Yeah, 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 yeah Eat your heart out, Smokey Robinson <laughs> Huh? All oh, right. right, was Teddy Pendergrass, right? Uh, Barry White? I don't know. One of them guys from Seattle scene. <laughs> so is our crack staff looking at that Internet problem about the Marlin speed? That's a couple of faxes we've had about that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no. No, they're not? Well, that's good. Well, we're almost done today anyway. So. That's right. That's we'll let somebody else worry about it. 
what me worry? You know, I don't know if you ever use Alexa. No, I don't. I, I, I tried don't. it for a while, and uh, since it's technically spyware, I took all that stuff and out of it. And for whatever reason, no, no, it doesn't really mess anything up. They like they keep trying to remove Oh, they're finally, your message is on the way. It's not the Explorer, because it's everything else on there is working like lightning fast, like always, but the Alexa stuff is just uh, crawling, and right. I don't know what's going on over there. And besides, there. I use Firefox for everything, so. Okay, okay, we're back to that again. Hey, you're the one that got me started on it. It's your fault. I love Firefox. The only problem is you can't do the quick email on there, and Alexa does it, like at least when it's working right, like have, lightning speed. Days. But they're having their issues lately. I don't know what their story is. They're having issues. You know what I'm saying? Kind of uh-huh. like we're having issues. Don't have a sissy fit over it, though. Hey, at least we have 640 now. Well, there's a quick couple of hundred for you. We got a shot, man. We got a shot at 1,000. I can do it. I can do it. The old man can do it. Let's see. So that gives us 9340. We will we will get to 10,000 at the end of the uh, big O's thing between four and six. I will bet you. I'll bet you Joe Bell's life on it. I'll throw in the water Nazi and we'll throw in Joyce and Bruce Beasley and uh, and uh, Caroline Beasley. Who would I leave out? George yeah, Beasley. Oh, okay. Put them all in there. And yeah, the kid with the banjo up in the a tree. Well, what what the hell they're going to do when they have to vamoose when uh, Tom Monahan comes in there with all that uh, all the pizza and Catholics? <laughs> Now, let me ask you this. Is it okay to, like, eat uh, meat and cheese on Friday? Macaroni and cheese, I know, is okay. Well, remember they said that that was, uh, like, that expired or something. Yeah, the, the Pope changed his mind because he likes his Pepe right. Rooney's, baby. He likes his sausage on Friday. Kielbasa. <laughs> oh. Man, I hear he entertains the Swiss Oh, I'm sorry. That was the old Pope. The, um, this no. guy likes his brats. Yeah, he, oh, he likes his brats. Maybe I'll invite him over for a couple of good brats I got from Omaha Steaks that showed up early, no less. Those are really good. The rest of their stuff is crap, and they bug the hell out of you. Doesn't that bother you when you, like, do business with somebody, like, over uh, the Internet? And then they keep sending you emails and phone calls. They just bug. I, I don't like that. Yeah, but know? that's that's everybody. What do you Just put no, add them leave, to your leave, spam you know, list. Leave everybody alone, okay, and I'll order more of your brats. Otherwise, I'll send the Herman Gearing. I'll send the Attorney General, Alberto V05, Jose Jimenez Gonzalez. 9340, we got 640, so we need only 360 in 40 minutes. So what is that? 360, it's like 18 transactions. Right? Right. So that's like one every two minutes. That's not a big deal. Miguel can handle that. He can handle it. Let's get out there. The uh, van is at the corner of the Shell Station, Sheridan Street, just west of 95, right up Kitty Corner, where we used to work there by uh, Paxson, where Jack Mark left his mark in the parking lot and then he croaked. Where Ron and Ron used to be with all them nasty, skanky hookers they used to have in there. Oh, my God. That place used to stink, man. Used to stink like a Chinese laundry on a bad day. God. What's what now? What's that thing in the Taliban? Man, it smelled like a bad day at the zoo. I love yeah. that line. It smelled, it smelled like a bad day at the zoo. You know, I get the feeling I must be on drugs or something these last two days. So I am just... Why? Out of your like head? A, because the words are just pouring out. I have no idea where the hell I am. I'm so incoherent from all this stress. Stress kills, Clarence. Leave me alone, okay? You child. You silly person, you. Go have a sissy fit. Leave me out of it. You see, and the, fact, the fact of the matter is, you know, I want you to stop and think about this. It doesn't take Sherlock Holmes and Perry Mason to figure this out. If somebody sends you an email saying, oh, if he's having a hissy fit, that means he anticipated that I would have because of the way that it was done. You follow what I'm saying? Okay, right. That's a point. Yeah, stop and think about that. Put that in your list of uh, evidence as you're building this case. I know I sure as hell am. Maybe it was intended that I should have a hissy fit because now he's going to, you know. So thank God that your attorney, Norma Kent, there, who did such a great job working your contract out. 
By the way, aren't you expired? Aren't you expired already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you'd pay him some money, man, that's all Norma cares about. He just wants a big check. Josh will take care of it. He's got that new sure. gig coming over there in power. Oh, yeah. So they're just stonewalling you, right? You're not hearing any more about that. That's a very good word. Stonewalling. Yeah. Which means that they didn't. What did I tell you before? This has been their modus operandi from the very beginning. We see it happen to one schmuck after another one, and that is that they keep stringing you along and stringing. And the longer they string you along, that means more pay periods that they just keep paying the same paltry fifty cent an hour, whatever they're giving you. And, and then they're just they're just buying time. That's all. That's that's their mentality. And these people are worried about what we're playing on the year. My God. Good golly, Miss Molly. Echmira business. Anyway, Denver focused on the family founder, James Dobson, said Wednesday that new Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito sent him a letter thanking him and his radio listeners for their support during his confirmation hearings in the U.S. Senate, eh? as if there was any doubt about where Sam uh, Alito is coming from. Mm -hmm. Alito wrote that the prayers of so many people from around the country were a palpable and powerful force. As long as I serve on the Supreme Court, I will keep in mind the trust that's been placed in me, Dobson said on his radio broadcast, quoting Sam. Dobson is an opponent of abortion as conservative Christian ministry. Farbison, based in Colorado Springs, says his radio show and its other broadcasts and publications reach more than 200 million people worldwide. How very sad. How tragic. Zare Tragic. We got like a 3-7 share in January, and this mumser is reaching 200 million people around the world. While I'm sitting here puking my guts out, it's the old P.O.P., baby. Puke on a plate. Supreme Court spokeswoman Kathy Arberg said Alito's note was in response to a letter Dobson sent him congratulating him on his confirmation. She said his pledge to keep in mind the trust that has been placed in me was a line he included in many replies he wrote to congratulatory, uh, congratulatory letters. David Yaloff, a political science professor at the University of Connecticut and the author of a book on Supreme Court vacancies, said Alito's letter didn't appear to violate ethical standards. I think it's a very carefully worded letter, and I don't think any of it crosses the line. He says, as long as Alito didn't say there's any obligation or debt owed, I don't think it's a violation of judicial canon. America's United for Separation of Church and State called the letter grossly inappropriate. This note strongly suggests that Alito is carrying out a right-wing agenda instead of being a justice for all, said the Reverend Barry W. Lynn, executive director of the group, which describes itself as a watchdog, and it is, on church-state separation and religious freedom. Oh, what's that? Thompson, you notice they're getting worse and worse. We've got all mm -hmm. Catholic cities springing up in Naples. We've got this Mumser Dobson who's uh, helping put these right-wingers on the Supreme Court. We've got this guy, these people who want to make South Carolina an all-Christian fundamentalist uh, Bible-thumping uh, raghead uh, farbison estate, and it just goes on. And we're talking about Islamic fundamentalists? <laughs> Who the hell are we to be talking, man? Religious fanatics, baby, that's us. That is us. Religious fanatics are us. That'd be a good bumper sticker. With the American flag on there. Religious fanatics are us. Got it? I got it. I'm making it now. Well, don't throw a sissy fit. Five six seven oh five sixteen. Get those numbers out by habit. I absolutely will not take any calls because I got a couple of things. Lay it on us. What? Late, no, I'm not going to lay it on you. You've got to do the break now, man. Oh, I'm going to lay Pompano Park on you right now. Now, I'm not going to read that thing again about, uh, oh, I see, this is a new spot. Thank God. Where did this come from? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, this is an old spot. No, that's not it. Where's the right copy for Pompano Park? The only spot I got is the one for my anniversary show. Nice going there, Steve Wolf. Thanks for the memories, but where's some uh, real, real copy? That Troy Stratford, you can't complain about the job he's doing because you want to know why? Why? He ain't doing one. Here's the copy. 
No, I'm not going to read that whole thing. That was for Wednesday, okay? And once is enough of, uh, you know, smearing myself with grease and all the good stuff. And with the apple in my mouth, like Joyce. Anyway, it is true, though. Pompano Park is my longest-standing sponsor. They've been on with me since year one. Thank you, Alan Finkelson. Rest in peace, my good friend, for those big cigars. I think those big stogies killed Alan, you know? It cancer. I do Probably. like a good stogie, but I mm-hmm. got man, Can you imagine smoking one of those after you lit your tongue like I do? Uh, you a purple lump on your tongue? Oh, man. Anyway, Pompano Park Racing and Poker's got all the plunging action you could ever want. And, of course, those slots are coming soon within a matter of months. Just a half mile from both I-95 and the Turnpike, Pompano Park is easy to get to. And best of all, Pompano Park features free admission and free general parking every day. And if you love the drivers, man, you've never seen anybody drive like Miriam Toland. Live harness racing in the smoke-free poker room is open every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Poker gets underway at noon. It's going on right now, as a matter of fact. It goes on until midnight. And live racing gets underway nightly at 7.25 and a p.m. Every Monday night, it's Monday Madness on the top of the park, 6th floor restaurant. Excellent food. Two for $25 dinner specials. And don't forget the French onion soup up there is the best in the world. And don't miss out every Wednesday is Dollar Night at Pompano Park. Draft beer, sodas, hot dogs, and lots more. Just a buck apiece starting at 6 p.m. So this weekend, take the guns and out there and plunge your guts out. Have a great time at Pompano Park of Lost South of Atlantic Boulevard on Powerline Road. For the current racing schedule, call 954-972-2000 or go on the web at pompanopark.com. Pompano Park, look out for Mickey McNichol. This is Neil Rogers. All of these things is 562 AM. Packed my pizza and shoved it into my checkered pen. Now you can't take more around no more. All that makes got my butt sore. The best years of what remains of my life I gave to this place. Just for old times, I think I'll go and hail the fumes of the fleshly curtain men's room. I've had enough for you, big guys. Not using asteroids. You bastards should only drop dead and die. Back in for the car that I drove on town. I go to my orifice and clean out my desk. That is, if I only had an orifice or a desk, I'll slap up to poker, go to publics, and watch the shoppers from a bench. Yes. I wonder if Raymond Booker felt this way when he got turned down for a day. But 
Okay, well, we're creeping along. We've got a half hour to get to 1,000. I don't know. Which, by the way, I'll be out with the uh, the Mad Dog during his show, too, if you want to swing by there. Bonefish Max, I'll uh, have some CDs. Well, how come you mention that like kind of an afterthought? That's I good. Just, well, I knew I was going to be with the Mad Dog, but Miguel said that I'm going to give you CDs also. Right. In other words, it just uh, came together. Oh. Just leave it alone. If Joyce could get a hold of you right now, she'd twist, she'd twist your head right off. It would spin right off and roll down the hall. Yeah, I'll fight her. Mad Dog at Bonefish Max 4 to 630, and Josh uh, Cornis will be there with a bunch of our CDs and stuff, and maybe a few T-shirts, too. Yeah, I got, I'll have some crap. You'll have some crap. Well, that's not unusual. 720, so what does that give us now? 87, 9420. Oh, we'll get to 10 grand by the end of the day between these three uh, deals now, but I'd sure like to get to that 1,000 by the top of the hour. The van is the QM van. Look for it, okay? Miguel is in it, naked. It's at the Shell gas station on Sheridan Street, just west of I-95. And by the way, he is circumspect, so don't be worried about it. 720. That's not too bad. We're starting, if we could do a grand mm-hmm. apiece or close to it on each one of these right. deals, we're going to raise some serious cash this year for abandoned pest rescue for them little puppies, man, and the cats. Oh, gee. Oh, guess who got arrested for child abuse? Let me give you a clue. Gary Glitter. Oh, good guess. How'd you guess that? Uh, Oh, this is the most, this is even more sour than the beginning of that bit that we play, Sodomy, you know? Oh, yeah. And Rosie and the Originals and Angel Baby. Oh, it is so sour. Listen, listen to the first notes of it. Anybody who's ever been to a sporting event. Oh! Oh! That is sickening, man. What is that? Angel Baby. Oh. Rosie and oh, the Originals. Oh, you're right, baby. boy. I uh, forgot. Oh! Keep looking for it. You'll find it. In fact, I think listen carefully and you see if they ever hit the right note. Just by accident. 1960, is that correct? I would say 60, 61, thereabouts. Let me, uh, let me scroll over to the Lansing. 61. Well, do I have my thumb on it or what? You know what else was from that same year? A Tossing and Turning by Bobby Lewis. Was it? You don't like that song? I like it a lot. I'm just trying to Litter type Glitter jailed for child abuse. Don't be trying to cover up for uh, all that glitter ain't gold, man. Don't throw a sissy fit. You know, that that's interesting because that's that's the extended version of that song. There, there are two different versions. There's one that starts out, I didn't sleep at all, you know, like... Uh, that's right. Like, and then there's this one. Well, let it go. And then it comes in. Here it comes. I couldn't sleep at all. See? Right. I never heard it with a little prelude there. Well, that's exciting. That, that's, that's almost like those old uh, show things that I got on that right. disc. It's got the voices of the uh, mm-hmm. people in there, all the dead people. Okay, that's enough. Former rocker Gary Glitter has been found guilty of obscene acts with two Vietnamese girls and sentenced to three years in prison. Oh! I thought he was just doing research. That's right. Glitter, best known for the anthemic rock and roll part two. I thought I should say anemic instead of anthemic. I never heard that word before in my life. In other words, like no. an anthem, but anthemic? What is that? Played at sports arenas worldwide and way, way too much. Shouted, I'm innocent after the verdict. Got a picture of him being dragged into court in Vung Tau, Vietnam. Oh, they're going to have a good time with him. Reporters and onlookers allowed into the courthouse in southern Ba Ria Vung. 
province here. The verdict followed the close, uh, closed two-day trial. Press tour and glitter and a scene of pandemonium as police fended them off and escorted him out of the building. The Zagari has just left the building. I haven't done anything. I'm innocent. It's a conspiracy, Glitter shouted. And then it says, watch for how much Glitter paid the two little girls' families. And then it's got a clip on here. You can get, um, This is on CNN.com. Mm-hmm. It's got a clip on there. You can get a link. Glitter has 15 days to appeal. Could become eligible for early parole if he behaves well in prison, officials said. Glitter, 61, whose real name is Paul Francis Gad. E. Gad. Was convicted. That's what I always say when I hear that at the Macarena. They start playing that. Oh, egad. Was convicted of committing obscene acts with a 10-year-old and 11-year-old girl at his rented seaside villa in southern Vong Tao last year. He likes them young. Yeah. Maybe he's just having some egg foo, young. Oh, I do Ooh. like that, though. Don't you like egg foo? I do, young? actually. Man. With shrooms. Shrooms and chicken. All right. I'll take That's it. what we need to do. Well, he was then sentenced to three years in prison, followed by deportation from Vietnam. The court, in its verdict, cited graphic testimony from the girls that Glitter had fondled and molested them and took showers with them naked in his rented home in nearby hotels. Well, the jocks do that all the time with their teammates, right? Yeah, they take showers with them naked. Glitter said he was teaching the girls English at his home and considered them like his grandchildren. Well, there you go. Don't you always take showers naked with your grandchildren? If you had any, you don't, but you will someday. Very soon, I'm sure. He's been in police custody since November 19 when he was seized in Home Chi Minh City trying to board a flight out of the country. Police confiscated his laptop, which had hundreds of pornographic pictures on it. During the criminal investigation, police considered charging Glitter with child rape, which carries a maximum penalty of death, but said they didn't find enough evidence. Boy, they don't muck you around over there, I'll tell you. No, they don't. They like to chop Just it. like in the Middle East, you know, where they slice off your hand, they slice off your head, they slice off your... That too. The girls' families wrote to the court in December, asking that charges be dropped after Glitter paid two grand to each of them. He tried to buy them off. Uh-uh. And the court said, no way, Jose. In fact, the next time somebody plays that song, they're going to get it, too. Although prosecutors decided to move forward with the case anyway, under Vietnam's legal system, the payments are considered compensation that counts toward lessening any sentence. In other words, as opposed to like a bribe or blackmail, it's like he's compensating the victims. Okay. The sleepy resort town of Vang Tau, about 80 miles southeast of Ho Chi Minh City, has drawn intense attention from international media. Glitter's fall from grace began in 99 with a conviction in Britain for possessing kitty porn. He served two months in jail then. He later went to Cambodia. was expelled in 2002. Officials there never told. They were mum. They didn't say why. They were throwing a, a sissy fit, but didn't say why. 1,157 votes on the poll. We're going to get our $1,000 for a, a, a banded pet rescue by 1 o'clock, at least on the day. You know, get us up to uh, close to 10 grand. Are we going to do it? We can do it. We, we had 720. It. We need just 280 bucks. That's 14 fine South Floridians, man. We can find them in the next 20 minutes. 14 people it. for 20 bucks a piece for CDs, T-shirts. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised. We only need seven people with 40 bucks a piece, right? That's right. Or three and a half people with 80 bucks a piece. This is Neil Rogers. All right. This is 560 GAS. It's a lie. I am not a Nazi. They're all right-wing Nazi Republican motherfuckers. Sanctimonious ponies who would turn in their own mothers. I'll bet you're gonna save that when it comes at your back as they make you board that train. Right-wing Nazi Republican motherfuckers. Well, it just ain't enough. 
Just have rush, filling the airways with hatred. The radio was permeated with the likes of Dr. Laura, Bill Hendry, and Michael Reagan. They call it clear channel cost are clearly out to make the message clear. Are you sure? The right wing Nazi Republican motherfuckers. They're all right wing Nazi Republican motherfuckers. For all the table talking idiots who couldn't get any dumber. That are married to whatever they are told to believe and worship George as their king. Right wing Nazi Republican motherfuckers. Well, the Democrats who crap their pants like a child at a scary movie. Have Terry McCullough who should go home and shut up cause he don't have a clue what he's doing. The Democrats have a death wish when it comes to deciding who they will run. And you can color them dumb. If they run Joe Lieberman, right-wing Nazi Republican motherfuckers, they're all right-wing Nazi Republican motherfuckers, who get addicted if it isn't them that's getting a juicy hummer. Just remember what I said when it comes in your back, as they make you board that train. Right-wing Nazi Republican motherfuckers. They're all right-wing Nazi Republican motherfuckers. For all the table talking... 145 at QAM. Yeah, that um, Hummer is driving down the highway. Right. Vanished off in a thin air somewhere. There. Stanley Crouch writes, how dare they try to copyright the N-word? This is about your buddy, Damon Wayans. That's right. You attend the weigh-in, by the way? I did just now. 196 for Damon. One of the most repulsively, this is in the New York Daily News, one of the most repulsively fascinating facts about contemporary black popular culture is how it continues to reach fresh lows. It finds new ways of leaping all fences that would bar it from falling into a bottomless pit of tastelessness. All of the insults and burdens of minstrelsy have been vested by black comedians and rappers who've made stupidity, hedonism, pimping, misogyny, pornography, and violence their stock and trade. Oh, by the way, how much we got? 840. Hey, we're going to do it, man. That means we only need eight more deals now. Let's make a deal. Where's Monty Hall when we need him? You can do it. 840. We'll get to that thousand if it's left. We have to stay under like midnight. Eight more people with 20 bucks by there at the Shell gas station, Sheridan Street, just west of I-95. Stanley Crouch continues, One defense of this amoral sense of life and culture is that black people don't invent any of it, so why shouldn't they, like white people, be able to make big money from it? As one imbecilic black man in television said to me, I ain't hating on these brothers. All they're doing is dealing with the market the same way that the white people do. This is capitalism that are responding to a market. You know the old saying, whatever the market will bear. Now we find that comedian Damon Wayans has spent the past 14 months trying to copyright the N-word with I-G-G-A-S instead of I-G-G-E-R-S. He wants to put it on appeal and uh, whatnot. On apparel and whatnot. I say appeal, on apparel and whatnot. So far, he's uh, not been successful. One can imagine young American kids wearing that word emblazoned on clothing and listening to rap songs in which the N-word frequently appears in conjunction with bitches and hoes, among other denigrations. Of course, there is a defense. Maybe they're talking about when they say bitches about Joyce. Her name is Fitch. Of course, there is a defense. One Hollywood Negro said that Damon is no fool. He might be pulling a bare rabbit move that would mean that he would take control of the word and make everyone pay to use it. I responded, rappers and others would merely put the cost in the budget. The Hollywood guy agreed. 
However this comes out, it's further proof of how remarkably decadent our moment is. On the one hand, opportunistic numbskulls use the rhetoric of free speech and the liberal arts to justify the thick presence of misogyny and insult and insult in their material, meaning that constantly referring to women as bitches and hoes is an expression of their artistry and freedom of speech. So is the constant screaming of the N-word. Now we have a comedian attempting to copyright the N-word so that everyone who uses it will have to pay him for the right. I guess that uh, takes place right next to John Singleton, Spike Lee, and Will Smith supporting the dehumanizing hustle and flow. In the world of entertainment, the siren call of the commercial, however hollow and denigrating, seems impossible for many to resist, a fact that transcends all ethnic, sexual, and religious distinctions. When Essence magazine began a campaign against the prevalence of misogyny and insult in rap material, literally hundreds of thousands voiced their approval. This proved that this product is disgusting to millions of black women and their supporters, unfortunately the most important movement in popular culture since the emergence of the rap itself floundered. Essence let the campaign fizzle after editor Diane Weathers, who shaped the magazine's response to popular muck, left the magazine. If Damon Wayans wins his quest for ownership of the N-word, one wonders to whom, if any, he'll have to answer. It's kind of like that the March Madness thing. Right. And what's the one that Pat Riley's got? Three Pete. No. I mean, this, 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 this idea that you can copyright words or expressions is just so mm-hmm. ludicrous, man. Oh, I'm sorry, ludicrous. Oh. See that movie. Oh, and speaking of that, Crash better win some Academy Awards on Sunday. I hope so, over uh, Broke-Ass Mountain. Oh, if, bro- if Broke-Ass Mountain wins, I'm going to like uh, I'm gonna throw a sissy fit, which would be right perfect for that. Right. Yeah. That is such a piece of garbage, man. See Crash, believe me, if you see one movie in the next uh, couple of That's right. minutes. Crash is great. And even uh, Ryan Philippe, whom you're not that crazy about. Don't talk no, no, about I like him a lot now. He's good. I, I thought he had a speech like defect. He doesn't have a speech defect. He just did too many movies with James Caan, you know? I see. He talked funny. Like that. Like After a critical article, this is from Ross Story, which is fast becoming one of my very favorite websites. After a critical article, conservative nonprofit accuses Ross Story of violating copyright. The National Center for Public Research Policy, the conservative nonprofit where fallen lobbyist Jack Abramoff served as director, has instructed Raw Story to remove a fundraising letter the group sent in 2004. Nolan McKenzie Center, Cantor III, a lawyer for the group, says the publication of the center's fundraising letter violates their copyright. To many outside Washington, the center is known for being the group that Abramoff used to cover posh junkets for former House Majority Leader Tom DeLay. Raw Story published a letter in January of 2005. The story of the company detailed the effort by conservative nonprofits to raise money from senior citizens by disguising a solicitation for a political donation under the guise of a task force to save Social Security. Sent amidst a climate of growing concern about the Social Security program, the group's letters targeted seniors of both parties, aiming to convince them that their Social Security benefits were in jeopardy in hopes of inducing them to donate money. The mailings also encouraged seniors to keep the missive secret from others, perhaps even from family members. Inside your sealed envelope is information regarding the potential collapse of the Social Security system and how it can endanger you and the entire U.S. senior citizens population. NCPPR President Amy Ridenauer writes on behalf of the National Social Security Task Force. The task force appears a little more than a paper dragon. When asked about why it wasn't mentioned on the center's website, NCPPR Executive Director David Almsali told Raw Story last year, we don't currently have Internet access in our orifice. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it goes on. And on. And on. NSA sued for surveillance of attorneys. Zion America, baby. Good. The fascist USA. Civil rights leaders have sued the National Security Agency, claiming that it illegally wiretapped conversations between the leaders of an Islamic charity and two of its attorneys. The lawsuit filed this week in U.S. District Court in Portland, Oregon, asked that electronic surveillance by the NSA be shut down 
arguing that the agency illegally wiretapped electronic communications between local chapter of the Al-Harmani Mayan Islamic Foundation and the Wendell Ballou and Asim Ghafoor, who are lawyers in Washington, D.C. The foundation had been accused of aiding Muslim militants. The complaint says NSA did not follow procedures required by the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act or FISA and failed to obtain a court order authorizing electronic surveillance of the charity and its attorneys. Dave Fidank, executive director of the ACLU chapter in Oregon, said the complaint is similar to lawsuits that the ACLU has filed. The law could not be clearer on this issue, he said. Not only is the NSA spying program unauthorized by federal law, but we suspect that conversations of thousands of Americans have been subjected to illegal surveillance by the NSA. How do you like that? I don't. They're listening, just like somebody else we know and love. Listening. They're listening when you least expect it. Okay, after the break, when we come back, we got like close to 900 or something. We, got, we, we have put, 900. We got 900. Oh, we got eight minutes to get another 100 bucks. Oh, my God. Somebody come on and throw a $100 bill at Miguel. Okay, he'll take all his clothes off. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Neil, this is Randy West. And if you can't tell the difference between me and Ron Jeremy, you should try girls. Sounds like a moron. Every time he speaks, it's the way God wants it to be. Wants to take a city and cover it in sweets. Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can, cause he wants to make New Orleans taste good. And I don't care what people are saying. He sounds like Jesse Jackson. We as black people. His comments are bizarre. Surely God is mad. There's the locals to a Willy Wonka bar. Chocolate. Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can. Yes, Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can because he wants to make a new Orleans taste good. It's time for us to come together. It's time for us to rebuild a New Orleans, the one that should be uptown or wherever they are. This city will be chocolate, a chocolate New Orleans. He never takes the blame for anything he says. Chocolate at the end of the day. Put that chocolate in some coffee and you'll pop one Valdez. Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can. You know I can. Ray Nagin can because he wants to make New Orleans taste good. You can't have New Orleans no other way. No. It wouldn't be New Orleans. That's for dang sure. Wouldn't that be a real treat? Anyway, it's 157. Curtis Stevenson is sitting by, man. He must be on pins and needles getting ready for his big two hours. Mad Dog at Bonefish Max. Where is that, by the way, Josh? Where's Bonefish Max? Uh, actually, I wish I could tell you. It's well, uh, you're going to be yonder. there. I'll be finding out after the show. Come on. He's going to Google map it. Listen to Curtis. He'll tell you, and I'll well, be there if you want to get to go. Uh, Curtis would love to tell you where to go. Believe me. We got 1020 total, though. We got how much? 1020. All right. All right. How do you like that? And you, you are so negatory, man. You see, you're in the learning process on this show. Don't throw a, a sissy fit. But I told you we could do it, didn't I? Yes, you did. You just don't have confidence in this old queen. I'm telling you right now. I knew even when we were only there, like uh, what we 100, 140 was sort of creeping and crawling. It takes people time. They're not like the whole audience. All 50 of them are within like a 10 block radius of that uh, gas station. Okay. In fact, most of the people now can't afford gas anyway. Thank you, by the way, Mr. President, for those little gas prices. We've been very remiss. We haven't been saying that every day. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Muchas gracias. 
What do you believe about 9-11, speaking of your dangerous, dumbo president, huh? Dangerous, dumb, devious, dishonest. What do you believe about 9-11? The Bushies allowed it to happen. We have 1,193 votes. We're going to have 1,200 by the time we get out of here, aren't you? This has been quite a banner day in spite of certain people throwing uh, sissy fits. You know what I'm going to do after I do the after 2 o'clock? I give up. I'm going to do a big ace, deuce, and trace, and I'm going to wipe <laughs> my ass with that email. Okay. What do you believe about 9-11? Bushy's allowed to happen 476. We'll never know 291. We'll never know. Nobody knows the trouble we've seen. It was only Al-Qaeda, 248. Even though if you watch that uh, loose chains thing, you'll notice that uh, it appears that several of those people in those pictures of those 19 are still alive. We hit them with all those planes, and they're still alive. The neocons were behind it, 110. Oh, and by the way, the cruise missile that shot down that other plane. Oh, I'm sorry. Saddam Hussein was involved, 27. I hate this pool, 21, and the CIA did it, 20. You know, that Paul Wellstone plane crash was just so convenient to the Republicans in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be, you know, in with all these conspiratorialists and the Alex Jones crowd. You know, Prison Planet's pretty interesting. You know? But uh, at times he goes a little bit. But I'm, I'm starting to think about if they could do other things with cruise missiles. They could certainly knock yeah. down any kind of plane, especially small planes, you know, because that was sure awfully convenient. I know the weather was bad. It kind of reminds me of the uh, child pilot thing a little bit, yeah. except that Paul Wellstone was a great guy. And the little girl, who knows, maybe someday she would have grown up to be a, a senator, president. I doubt Another it. President Avante. Right? Let's hope not. What was her name, Jessica? That sounds right. I think that was right. Poor little Jessica, the three-year-old pilot. Anyway, don't forget, we got the, uh, wrap it up there. Thank you for making us over a thousand here today. Now, what do we got all together? I don't know. We got, uh, 87.90, So by the end of the day, like I said, ye of little faith, we'll have over 10 grand. And that's just, uh, you know, not counting what's online. Right. So you got two projects over the weekend. Order your merchandise for Abandoned Pet Rescue and check out Loose Chains Parts 1s, 2, and 3. Bye, bye, bye! <laughs>